0: Cheers. Cheers! I forget what this bottle was called, but that's that yeah. real smooth stuff. Yeah. It's pretty good. Is that Alka-Seltzer, buddy?
1: Just cloudy just,
0: urine. Just cloudy urine? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, hey, I guess let's do this one last time. What episode number is this? 666. Six, six. That seems appropriate. It Did we really do
1: 666 episodes of this?
2: Yeah. do you remember?
0: It's
1: <laughs> episode 78,
0: which is... Crazy, you guys.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um... (laughs) Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to Batman in Quarantine, episode seventy-eight. The yawning maw of what was once a cerebral star in the podcast arena. I yeah, don't know about all that, but it is the final episode of a podcast that we did over the last year in quarantine to keep ourselves busy. Um, it look, worked. Yeah, looking back at it, just the workflow, the way that it happened, um, such a, a brilliant thing. We'll get into that in just a second, but this is going to be a fun sort of wrap-up of the whole thing. We've got some listeners that are going to be stopping by. Who knows if technology will hold up or internets will hold up. If it all falls apart, bear with us. It's going to be be fun. The four of us are not professionals at all. And on the note of there being four of us, I'm Jeff.
2: Uh, I'm Django. I'm Roman. I'm the Batman. Oh, no. shit. Oh, my gotcha.
1: God. The <laughs> no, whole time? I, no, no. None of the time, actually. It's just, oh, just, God.
3: I mean, yeah, crap. He's here and he didn't like what we did.
1: <laughs> I'm Grant Morrison and I'm pretty
4: disappointed, Joel.
0: Um, yeah, gosh. Just like that intro made me think about just looking back on this thing that we did. Justin, like we started this. We had, I'm, I was trying to think earlier, how many episodes do you think we had in the can before they started oh, going on?
1: that was a good time that was a good era because you just never had to worry i think we had probably god six
0: maybe i, I think it was high teens yeah okay i oh, was I think gonna say was, I, think I didn't want to be too
1: optimistic
0: i could i could actually probably look at the recording dates of them um but i do remember like it has to be that i can't have thought like oh we've got 15 and that's only three weeks worth or whatever so it'll be we like we. I feel like I built in like a month lead. Um, I
1: remember it was like summer when I was walk. I was on a walk, and you're like, "Okay, it's up." And I would like looked at my podcatcher, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's here!" Um, yeah. And I found it, and I listened to the first one that you did. Um, and so it was like hot out when I was doing it. So it was deep summer. I, mean, I think we started in spring. Yeah. You know, who knows? What what yeah. are seasons?
0: What are seasons? What is time? But yeah, like, you know, looking back if I could change anything, I would like double the number of issue or episodes that we had in the can
4: before <laughs>
0: yeah. putting any out. That would be the big thing which the downside of that would be none of them would have any like listener interaction because i they're... wouldn't
1: have gone into the bane batman's apartment like like you wanted to, like you asked us to and we did i wouldn't yeah. have gone in there the train yeah. station apartment absolutely with all the, in there.
0: the dead prostitutes and stuff yeah yeah and
1: pizza boxes and...
0: man they were just pumping you full of venom at that point what yeah a...
1: What a time Should to go in there, but you know, I don't, I do not deny a double dare. And Jeff, when Jeff hits me with a double there, he's like, I dare you to go do venom in that abandoned train station hooker apartment. And I said, okay,
0: <laughs> how many abandoned train station apartments aren't also hooker apartments Yeah, male or female. True. Yeah. I, and at that point the hubris, right. I was like, I, my first thing was like i could do i bet i could solo do this and just occasionally get guests people on there and record like 10 to 15 minute episodes i was thinking original version of this podcast was like they were going to be 10 to 15 minute episodes and it would just sort of be a summary little historical context about what was happening at the time and cool things that were noted and i was thinking like 15 minutes um and it became immediately apparent to me that it was way more fun and interesting from a listener standpoint if there was more than one person there. But the downside of that is that I can't talk for fifteen minutes only alone. Like uh, we're gonna, it's, it turned into forty-five minute, hour, hour and a half long episodes, and each of Django and Roman um, would come in and pinch hit, and it just became like we needed we needed multiple people here for all of the times. So I'm very glad it became that.
2: And at this point. There's what, uh, like two full-time work weeks worth of content or more.
0: That's true. There's like, this will be episode 78. And like, yeah. those are about hour long episodes. Some are more than an hour. Some are 45. For sure. That's Jeff, wild. I was,
1: sorry, I was giggling there. You went immediately back into like, the real world podcast scenario. And I thought you're we were still on the like, you going into the apartment, you're like the hubris of me trying to go do Venom in a <laughs> apartment alone. Like, the thought I, I could get out uh, of it. Oh yeah.
0: God, what was I thinking? And then, yeah,
1: very quickly did that descend into a crazy Venom filled uh, time warp as well as the episodes. Like it went from like being, let's try to keep it short to next thing you know, they're just like, oh, they're gonna be as long as they are yeah yeah
0: for sure and it i hope that the listeners are down for that right like 15 minutes is much different than an hour and 15 minutes but yeah and then also just the the cavalcade of like the changing of scheduling for the whole thing like four episodes a week to three episodes a week to two (laughs) episodes a week to one episode a week as the world started back up
2: (laughs) there was no other way to do it buddy
0: so Django, you you did this whole thing with us. You like read along from the get go. Like I wasn't gonna try and get you to do it because you're busy and your I relationship did with it Grant. Before. Yeah, yeah, you read it like several years ago. You read the whole thing through, and you know, also it's probably you know it's good for us to have separate creative endeavors. But like magnets, I I couldn't not have you there. Um, <laughs> we spun around and. <laughs> yeah. Back to it. But like, d- yeah, I'm just, what was your perspective on this whole thing? Having been someone who did read it several years ago and sort of sit in a vanilla pool of Grant Morrison.
2: Well, I figured, uh, you guys probably needed some sort of, uh, some sort of ballast, something to try to drag you back down to earth. Some sort of uh, thing. With a to, negative opinion every once in a while about something to, Grant Morrison wrote.
0: And like <laughs> a way to inject 30 minutes into every episode. Just yeah. like uh, a way to like a non Django podcast is like 45 minutes. But if they, he's Django's there, it's like an hour and 15.
2: I got stories, man. <laughs> I got stories. <laughs> <up>. I, got, <laughs> I got the same story over and over and over for you. <laughs> Even at I, the you know, bl- Yeah, yeah. I, I was glad to do it. Um, I think it was probably about 16 episodes in about when you started releasing it before I jumped in
0: clown at midnight was your first one. I think
2: that was the first one that I was on. Uh, Yeah. So that wasn't, it wasn't that far in, but like I was, I didn't keep up. I didn't consider myself like a regular cast member of the podcast until pretty far in like well after the Bane cop in the warehouse and like like it was a ways in before I was like, okay, I guess I am going to read every single issue and keep up with these guys. But I didn't want to re I didn't want to talk about the clown at midnight without having read everything that came before. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's one issue, one issue, uh, every two days. No big deal.
0: Yeah. I don't even remember how and when we did it. I read all <laughs> of the issues the morning that I would record just so that they were real, real fresh. Roman what was this to you <laughs> like you've read everything like um and you're an old comic book old head i just you know is this a good way to we do a book club through the store and that's been a fantastic way of like kind of getting me to either reread something or read something for the first time that i've always kind of considered not having time for um so you know you as comic shop old head what was it what was your experience with it also just thanks for it- dropping in whenever you dropped in to become a part of this
3: yeah i don't even remember when what my first episode was what issue i i don't i don't know me neither um he was always there i
0: Romans
5: was
3: it, it, it reminded definitely me. in spirit yeah for sure <laughs> it reminded me of my my days and you know in the studio when i bring coffee and donuts to Dick Sprang, you know, when he was doing the layouts and everything. You were the best page boy. I was. I was quite proud of that job. (laughs) Bob Kane's kind of a dick though. Yeah. Yeah. Total anti-masker. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Um what was the question? (laughs) Just, you know, did it work for you? Did you like doing it? Did you have time to do it? It was it was I made time to do it because it was a lot of fun, you know, getting together with my buddies and just reading a whole run of a comics i mean how many years was that two three years worth of comics
2: that's a great question i'll, um, I'll crunch <laughs> some numbers here but one of my just, favorite parts about you being there was just seeing you in a different robe every day i didn't know you had that many robes robe man
0: the robe
3: man <laughs> see me in all my resplendent roman glory (laughs) see that works on two levels Um, (laughs) technicolor dream robe yeah it's just really fun being i mean this is the first i mean we read comics every week and and a lot of them are the same comics but we've never done a we all work together we all know each other for years but this is the first time we did a project like this where we're reading the same comic every week and talking about it it was a blast it's it's you know, hanging out with your buddies, like in in the rec room and talk about the latest Batman.
0: I was like very consciously trying to not pressure you guys all into doing it. I was like, it's my own thing. I was, you know, if you guys want to join, that's awesome. What was really awesome was that in like episode one, Justin and I went on and had a fucking blast talking about it so it was just like oh wait no i think this should be our thing this is so much better than doing it alone but i was still very hesitant to be like hey everyone i'm on a trip let me occupy the next year of your life with all of this obligation and time the final issue um batman incorporated uh july august september Uh, so number 13 was september 2013 And the first issue by this was September 2006. Wow. Sounds about right. Seven years? Mm -hmm. Seven years of comic (laughs) books? With some handsome delays. With some handsome
1: delays. 11 11 comics
2: comics a year, though, on average. That's Mm -hmm. true.
0: That's true. Yeah, handsome delays, extra issues. But, yeah, what a crazy i've always wanted to reread this run you know and i don't i think it was always like a pipe dream i don't know when i'll actually have a chance to read seven years worth of comics
2: oh i'm gonna poison the whole world so i can do it
0: yeah i know
2: sorry (laughs) everybody but i
0: needed to get it done
3: (laughs) me too i would always wanted to reread it and i didn't think i ever would get around to it just just the trying to put it in chronological order I, i was like oh that's too big of a task um so this was great for that because i hadn't read it since it originally came out and because of the delays and things there was a lot that i missed and i, mean, I have all the issues scrambled. but i missed a lot of the story points
0: yeah and yeah gosh it, it was a it's a pretty crazy scope of time it's pretty coincidental the third omnibus came out like halfway through the pandemic which yeah. is like t- the first one came out years ago. So the timing of that was even really fortuitous. I remember being like, is that one going to even... And it came out within like a, I feel like a couple weeks of when we would have been uh, going to those issues. So we had customers ordering from the store and stuff. Lucky, lucky old man. It's so rad how many like, yeah, people got on board with this, even just independently at our store, but then also like... We do our regular podcast, and that's mostly just like a Bellingham thing. But the fact that there are people that were listening to it all across the country is pretty insane. Across the world, man. That's true. We we're have international. global reach. Yeah. Yeah. Batman just in like quarantine. Spiral. International. Oof. Oh. Yeah, spiral. Um. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. We got some people that are going to be showing up here. But I'm just wondering if there's any... I guess we'll probably cover it when our friends are here. But I was just thinking, you know... It'll be good to discuss our favorite moments or favorite issues or favorite chunk of this series. I'm excited to hear everyone else's thoughts on that. Before we let our first guest in, I'm going to go pee if anyone else needs to. (laughs) All right. Well, Django, uh, master of ceremonies, if you will. Do you want to bring our first friend in here, Eric Anderson?
1: What's that? Oh, I said magister officiorum, which is...
0: (laughs) Eric anderson hello welcome to batman in quarantine my friend we've got you muted right now unmute yourself yeah yeah
6: i got it yep yep hey guys welcome
0: welcome thanks for joining us tonight
6: oh my absolute honor
7: absolutely
0: so so welcome i i've actually wanted to use the joke on this podcast all the time that we wear masks while doing it and i never (laughs) did because it's actually not that funny but i did think just in terms of like breeding guests in here, it would be a pretty uh, unnerving thing if a guest came in and everyone was wearing a mask in a separate room, it's just like oh, I'm I'm doing this wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like
6: it's, yeah, I'm like I'm pretty pro, like I'm pretty pro mask. Even still, I got my second my second shot, my wife hasn't, so I'm still hmm. rocking the mask. But that would be another level that I. Really <laughs> appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate that though. Yeah.
0: No, we're uh. <laughs> We're uh, we're a bunch of pro pro masking pro vaxing uh, Western Washington boys ourselves. Sure, but...
6: sure, um, sure. Eric, what hey, part I'm, of the... an ex- I'm an ex Washington boy myself. So, yo. Um, yes. So, what part of the world
0: are you in now?
6: So I'm in Sacramento. Actually, I actually raised in Sacramento. Spent my uh, late 20s, early 30s in Tacoma. Oh, uh, in beautiful Tacoma, Washington. Loved it there. Um, yeah. Uh, and got and got went through school. Got my. Um, my teaching credential up there and then uh and then having two kids and needing a lot of help and all our families back in sacramento we uh headed on back down the old i-5 but awesome. uh, yeah but i do i do love uh i do love washington planning a planning a, a another trip up there for a couple summers from now so
0: well when you uh, do stop by the store if yeah, you're at all near definitely. bellingham that would be fantastic yeah
6: i think i i think i've been by your store uh or yeah, I think so on our, on our trip up to Vancouver, How I do cool. believe yeah, I awesome. would have, I would have dipped my toe in really quick, probably too shy to talk to anybody, but yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> it's, it's that, the
0: comic book way. It's the comic right. book sure. way.
6: That's right. Well, you guys did it. Congratulations. You Thank know? you so Go much.
0: Thank well, you. Cheers. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Eric, yeah, do well, you have plan. a local, a local Sacramento shop?
6: Uh, so Locally, there's a couple shops. Uh, A1 Comics is a pretty big one. They have a few shops. Um, and uh, I did have actually in Tacoma, a good buddy of mine was running Destiny City Comics. Okay. Um, and uh, I would actually, even though I was here, I would have him send me my monthlies. Nice. Um, and then he ended up selling it to another person. And I just, I just, yeah, like, total sellout went straight to the, uh, went straight to the digital. But um, I still buy my- I still buy my trades so, well
0: uh i uh, think yeah. subscribers who like do that extra work to you know have things mailed to them for a while is a that's a real cool show of support for stores. when when customers yeah. oh,
6: have- I, I put in like right. three or four years of that for sure
0: nice um, <laughs> well yeah, yeah no I, judgment on the way that people them, get their comics
6: love them floppies and yeah. uh you know next, next time i gotta do my next round of uh graphic novels of course uh You know comics places is is, uh, always always close to that's the whole
2: reason that we started this podcast it's not
6: not. (laughs) a new new customer but hey you know well done to quote a a very irresponsible banner on an aircraft carrier mission accomplished
0: (laughs) well done well done um eric so on the topic of floppies in this giant seven-year run of Batman comics that Grant Morrison wrote with this wonderful slew of artists, do you have like a favorite arc, or specifically, do you have like a favorite issue or moment in the whole thing?
6: Yeah, no, I I, I love it all. Um, and when I when I first started reading it, um, I did have the floppies, you know, back to Batman and Son. Um, And then like didn't stay with it. So eventually went back and got him in trade. And uh and then was able to actually read it in real time when we got to Batman uh Incorporated. And uh I uh so I actually have a Grant Morrison signature here on on
8: the Where did you score that?
6: I I just had my son my son Lennox and couldn't go to um the uh wonder when it used to be in san francisco so my buddy went and got grant to sign it to me and lennox
7: oh um, that's awesome that's so cool it's a
6: that's a prize one right there but i gotta I read it too much so it's not really a collector's item anymore but i do love seeing his little jan hancock you know yeah so, but then if you keep looking through my floppies like well like my, i have most of them in in, in uh in trade but but then like i'll i'll specifically put like this like weird handwritten note like read after batman and robin volume two (laughs) 700 right so yeah so if you look at my my uh my bookshelf it's very analog it's like trade 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 floppy with a note (laughs) as you can imagine like final crisis is a hot mess because oh yeah it's like stop Go back to R.I.P. Finish last <laughs> I
1: Eric. swear he purposely, or Grant tries to purposely make you make a crazy person die like diagram. With yeah, his we're blokes. all we're
6: all Charlie Day standing. In <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's great though. I, I I it's why we love it, right? So right.
1: Best way to read. I mean, comes. for
6: me, when I knew I was hooked, I think I shared this story on the Facebooks, but I'll do it again. Yeah. I was reading R.I.P. for the first time, and I was then i was camping and i had just kind of gotten to the chapter where batman kind of realizes he's been you know injected with <laughs> seven types of drugs right, yeah. out and wakes up in the city street and then you know just hanging out camping you know drinking way too much around the fire and then like everybody goes to sleep and i'm still awake so I go back to my tent and i'm just reading it in a state that I shouldn't be (laughs) and and I just had fever dreams that 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 whole thing it gets it gets you on a visceral level so like this is reading it with you guys has been awesome it's my third time kind of rereading the whole thing um and uh i think i you appreciate it more when you're not way too drunk <laughs> three o'clock but in
0: the morning in a tent
6: it did get it did like have an effect on like a, a, a biological effect on me <laughs> no i so. think
0: grant would that's the kind of thing i think grant would love to hear because i think that you know he they write in a really analytical way on the surface but um you know they're also just like weird emotional beats that don't make sense or something but you feel it rather than make yeah. sense of it so
6: yeah, no, I, I love it. Um, there's a lot of moments that I love. I actually love Final Crisis. Uh, I feel like that whole thing is like just like a doom metal song put on <laughs> put into a, a comic book. It's just it's it's good. You gotta love DC. You've gotta oh, yeah. love all the stuff. I, I, you wouldn't recommend it to anybody.
1: Uh, yeah yeah Yeah, for sure Oh,
2: eric
0: working at a comic shop and loving that book and wanting to recommend it to people but just knowing that like it takes a certain type of person to dig it is so yeah
6: well that's where you have to shame them right oh you're gonna love this you're gonna i mean anybody that knows anything about comics will love this you're gonna love
0: this yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. initiation the the initiation i
6: do i do love it's only kind of aligned with morrison's whole bat saga but I do love its place in it, in that, um, and I sent you this three and a half minute long voicemail that you may or may not ever play, but the whole like, the hole in things concept. And I love how it, uh, that book shows you what happens when, uh, you know, when you fill the hole in things with evil. And, you know, and a good moments in Batman, uh, it's when you fill it with love, the good things that can happen. And even in Batman, when he fills it with fear, well, then he creates this like uh, capitalistic army that ends up not being a good idea <laughs> and that sure. incorporated. So it's all about what do you fill that with? And I and I think that's genius. And so like my favorite moment is the last issue. I know that's 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 really typical, but like when Bruce is basically saying, you know, I looked into the hole and I realized it holds everything and nothing, it's kind of like what do we fill that? We all have our little voids, right? What do we what do we fill that with? We have the choice. To make it be a positive force or a negative force. And that's that's Batman, right? So dude,
0: I love that. I love what you pulled out of that. That made me realize I can't wait to talk to the other folks about just sort of like what kind of kind of theme and message did you meditate on while like re- like what, what is it that's, about? That's to it. You? It
6: took me this third time. Like by this third time, I knew the hole in things comes up. Good guys say it, bad guys say it, dark side calls himself the hole. Like it it happens. So w- that is clearly his mission statement, even though I'm sure a lot of this was DC business. He thought that book was over. It wasn't, you know, he not that it was all planned out, but that's a broad enough theme where he could have a little fun with that over the mm-hmm. years. So
0: I, I love they, that. I'm
6: sorry. When I said when I say he, for Grant Morrison, of course, I mean they. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still getting used to the new. We're working the new, on it. Working the on the it. Same I, I fully here. support the, uh, the, the they. Uh, yeah, absolutely.
2: To. Yeah. We're but, all you know, over the place with it. <laughs> yeah they are yeah, yeah, it's, hard. A newer um,
6: develop- it's a newer development you know I've been doing this spiel for a few years you know <laughs> so I gotta I gotta change the change the pronouns but it's it's I respect it that's good stuff
0: yeah yeah gosh so right. I'm curious when did you start listening to this show and how did you find it was it through the reddits or the facebook or I'm just curious what it was yeah, like no, to it, was, uh, into-
6: yeah it was um so I started my third reread before I knew about you guys it would have been back in back in uh, september and i knew i wanted to line it up so i was reading return of bruce wayne the 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 witch the witch hunter issues i wanted that to line up with halloween
0: oh nice birthday, oh, Awesome.
6: just like burning brambles just the halloween issue and uh um and so like i started back then and, I, and then like probably somewhere in october i just did a google search i was like i wonder if anybody else is doing this Like I I myself do like a a podcast, it's album, it's music, it's album by album, but I'm like, there's gotta be an issue by issue thing for Morrison by now. Mm -hmm. And Google did
0: there has sure to be let's get a plug for your podcast in yeah. right here drop drop well, the name
6: I, I so did not try to just weasel eric that
0: no name. this Slide is
6: a little plug while i'm no no, no
0: this is yeah. four very weird yeah. boys who do a podcast and we are just unabashedly supportive of everyone making art in any type and i would love love yeah, sure. love to be able to support yeah, you
6: if you guys like if you if you if you like music but maybe you became a music nerd in the 90s um I have a, I have a show called pod, like a hole by, based on the name, the first season we did nine inch nails album by album Uh, season two, we did Bowie album by album. And then season three, we're like, okay, we can't commit to one artist anymore. So we each came up with like 14 of our favorite albums and just, we roll that we actually roll a 20 sided dice every every, uh, episode to see what's the next one we cover. So we've covered Prince we've covered, uh frontline assembly we front, covered pink floyd and and you know yeah, we've got so we're all over the place but um yeah if you like you know music nerds nerding out i
0: am yeah. you, that is me to a t in fact that comic page used to be a poster of the nine inch nails wave goodbye tour that i had gotten oh. back there so you're
6: it was when, one of the last shows i went to was the uh, 2018 uh Cold Black and Infinite tour. It was Oh, it was nice.
0: I haven't seen him moment. since the Wave Goodbye tour, but I actually went down to the Palladium in Los Angeles, not super far from you to, to check right, it out. Right, right,
6: right, Yeah.
0: Um nice. well, Eric, before we bring our next guest in here, I monopolize conversation a lot of the time, but here are the faces of this other wonderful crew. And I'm not sure if you have any questions for <clears> them <throat> or any any statements for them or vice versa. Um but I <laughs> Well, I,
6: I I do appreciate everybody. Uh, You're all your unique personalities. It's been fun getting to know you over the podcast um and uh, just enjoying this this awesome series uh with with people uh you know django i appreciate your uh skepticism um <laughs> i'm a i'm a morrison diehard but i do understand it doesn't go down easy and uh i do i I think that needs that's a voice that needs to be heard so i totally agree and you know there was like
0: a conscious decision of like should it just be three people who are unabashedly unapologetically for it and i I think that the conversation was all strengthened by having someone willing to poke some holes in it yeah
6: no i think i think that's good um i uh yeah no I, i i so i appreciate that you know uh uh roman i know you uh You've dropped some uh, some pop culture and uh, art references here or there that I either I appreciate or I didn't know about, <laughs> and blew my mind. So that was that was that was really appreciated over the uh, over the run. So, oh, yeah, cool, cool, yeah. thank you, yeah, but thanks, yeah, and, and uh, you know, of course, Justin and Jeff, you guys are fine, you know, you guys are great.
0: So. Oh, <laughs> two very, very good friends who yeah. used to just sit in cars and chain smoke cigarettes and talk about, <laughs> you know, comic book theories, getting to know should each have other. recorded
1: that for sure, yeah, yeah, I wish
0: yeah, we that's, had. That's, <laughs>
6: that's the good stuff, right there, that's, it is, that's the good
0: stuff, well. Good Eric, thank you so much for listening to this. Thank you yeah. so much for like making time and yeah, dropping Yeah, thank you so much. And just like a deep oh. cheers, and I can't wait to check out Pod Like a Hole. And Same here. Um, yeah, just uh, like a deep, a deep thank you. Seriously.
6: Oh no, thank you guys. It's 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 been a great it's been a great uh, deep dive into it. I felt like I got a lot more out of it because of what you brought, and I feel like I appreciate it more. And I will absolutely be. Uh, Following along, whatever you guys pick next. I don't know Whoa. if that's been, I don't know if we're gonna, now you guys are gonna announce it on this episode.
0: That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> we actually have just had our head like deep in comic book holes of the industry right now and haven't firmly ironed it out. I think the question is like, do we do a Watchmen one, which I think would be really educational and informative, but it, it's kind of been done. And mm-hmm. also, I think Grant Morrison. Ha- has a really, I think people who like Grant Morrison books are, um, we're kind of a culty group and we like to sort of hear other people's thoughts and whatnot. Maybe watch them be the same. But yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think Invisibles or Doom Patrol are both kind of high up in the running. Maybe but... Sugar
2: and Spike. <laughs> who
0: who <laughs> knows what it will be? Angel um... and the Ape.
2: We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah,
0: um, but See no, we took a, yes, took, a, yes, took a week o. off our regular uh, podcast just to sort of take a break from the podcasting thing for a minute but eric seriously uh thank you so much and we'll see you on the other side of this all right
6: sounds great guys thanks great for meeting us. you thanks, thanks eric great, great to meet you. you
0: it's
3: great to meet you
6: that's right you too
2: all right well i think we should offer him the job i think so <laughs> yeah i think he's in great work django um Man, is there anybody else around here Gosh, there's got to be somebody
0: standing somewhere that we could invite in here. Judd, is that you, a Yonder Horizon?
9: Hey. How's it going, guys? Good, Good. man. Hey. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Judd. Hey.
0: So. <laughs> Thanks for um, having
9: me, guys. Oh,
0: absolutely. For the listeners out there, Judd Morse, fantastic to have you on the show. Judd is a shopper at our comic shop. Um, as with all seeming Morrison fans or comic fans in general, we're all... A little bit more timid in public spaces, so I was just super pumped that like right off the bat of this podcast, no pun intended, right off the bat <laughs> you were uh, so down to be uh, offering emails with your deep insight and everything. I I didn't even know that you were such a Morrison head in all of our time that you've been coming into the store.
9: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, he's uh, they're my favorite. I mean, I love Morrison. Um, I think, geez, let's see, we I started reading probably. I guess, man, I think uh, Justice League was probably where I first Mm -hmm. started reading Morrison and then just kind of branched off from there, you know, uh, got the new X-Men, loved the new X-Men, just kind of fell down the rabbit hole, started reading like the old stuff, started reading Animal Man, Doom Patrol, you know, the Invisibles and yeah, just you can't stop once you get going it's just you, you can't not read morrison at that point that,
0: that's how i feel yeah also i love meeting anybody who enjoyed new x-men as it was coming out because <laughs> like when i started at the comic shop almost 10 years ago now uh, one of the previous owners was talking to me and they were just like oh morrison's new x-men like we lost <laughs> so many readers when he took over the book he they um and yeah it's just uh I, I, and i love i love new x-men myself but um yeah, yeah. it's just uh, fantastic <laughs> Yeah,
9: it's phenomenal. It is a tough sell. Uh, A lot of my friends that are, you know, just diehard X-Men fans, they just could not get into it. (laughs) This isn't
2: like 90s X-Men at all.
9: (laughs) Exactly. Where's this been? Some of the first
2: X-Men that I enjoyed after the first X-Men exposure that I had, like I I was into the Claremont stuff in the 90s. But after that, I, I couldn't get into it until Morrison's run. Yeah, that that
1: Morrison run, I remember the shop in Spokane that I went to, they had a poster for it. And I was pretty young when it was coming out. I remember that was like the first time my mind was able to grasp like edginess. I was like, (laughs) whoa, this book is different and new and scary. And maybe I don't like it, but maybe I really want to read it. Like, my brain was like, the first time Morrison got its tendrils was when I saw that poster.
9: Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and I think the thing that really just stuck out right away was the quietly art. That was my first oh, exposure to Frank Quietly, and just yeah. you know, he's amazing. Like the guy is oh, unbelievable.
0: I, l- I love meeting. Oh, I obviously know you, but I love other quietly fans. I love just the the polarizing nature of quietly art, and just (laughs) it's so much fun working in a shop and having people be like, "I don't know if I like that," and then a lot of doesn't draw lips. Yeah, at some point (laughs) they They all look like they're melting. (laughs) This is so so good. But so Judd, in this Batman run, I I seriously am so grateful for like the emails that you sent and just like your wonderful thoughts analyzing and dissecting stuff. And I'm just curious um looking back on it do you have a favorite issue do you have a favorite arc um eric was just in here and they were talking about really digging kind of like the meditation on the hole and things and they had a really great kind of theory that they had gotten out of that And i'm just curious where you know looking back at the whole thing what is the stuff that stays with you
9: if i had to pick like a single issue probably my favorite issue out of the whole morrison run would be joe chill in hell um yeah it's just so good like it's you know it's it's such a crazy just kind of kaleidoscope of of just paranoia and just (laughs) just high weirdness and i just love it you know i just every time i read it always find something new on it um in terms of like an arc i'd say probably you know the return of bruce wayne is probably like my anchor point that's that's where it really does a lot for me and just what i really love um and yeah man i you know Going through it this time, uh, I started kind of thinking more about like what the hyper adapter is mm-hmm. and like how it fits in with the, the whole narrative of everything else. And I'm, I'm not convinced the hyper adapter was a bad guy, honestly, or like a, a bad en- entity, I guess. I, I you know, uh, I, uh, let's see, Justin, I think like when this podcast first started, you uh, pointed out that Joker laugh in, the, in 52, uh, like the very first issue of the Morrison run and you know just at the end of it they have that little joker laugh out in the distance and then oh yeah 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 that laugh like it keeps showing up throughout um like it's it's in several issues of return of bruce wayne and i don't know i get the feeling that like you know the the, like the hyper adapter kind of starts to become like a kind of a force of creation for the whole mythos Mm -hmm. and i think that you know, it's not just it's not just creating Batman, but it's creating like that whole like that whole idea. You know, so you have like that Joker effect, and you have like these, you know, the Thogol rituals, rituals, and everything else. Joe Chill and Hell. Anytime like there's that kind of uh, meditative or that kind of um, what, what's the right word? Kind of hallucinatory um, experience. I think that's kind of the hyper adapter, like directly interacting with the character.
0: Wow, Judd, I love. Like- I love that take. I can't remember if it was you or who it was that um, pointed out like hyper adapter H a. And (laughs) then the numbers tied to that. But like when I, you know, throw away comment or not, that is um, such a, yeah. Ha ha ha. Like, yeah. The the presence of that laugh throughout it. And I remember when Justin pointed that out, like episode one or whatever it was. And I was just like, Oh, like this is so like we talked about earlier in the episode, but, I was gonna be doing this thing alone and i think grant morrison books they just need you know drug addled brains bouncing ideas off of each other whether it's sleep deprivation or (laughs) cocaine or coffee or weed or just whatever you're just like okay but what about this moment here you know and um yeah yeah it it was so rewarding to just see other people's takes on all of this
9: stuff it was so fun to listen to too because i mean there's just so it's so fun to just be or, you know, listening to a, a group of people that are really enthusiastic about something and just really appreciate something. So like, it's just such a, I don't know, it's a positive thing and it's, it's cool to, you know, kind of contribute to it and everything else. So well, yeah, I'm really glad you guys did it.
0: Thank you for that. We you know, it really it. was just like, four buddies who are like, we got to keep ourselves busy while the comics are because for, I guess only really, the idea really started when diamond closed and it was like, well, comics aren't going to be coming out in the pandemic. Well, we don't know if that's one week or six months. So we're going to have to read busy. everything.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, just a, just a, a bonkers thing, but really, um, yeah, I'm just so like happy with the number of people that decided to listen to it and everything. Judd, is it, you know, that's, I feel like the big, uh, advertising for comic shops, right? I mean, you come into our shop, but I think that like, just that idea of being able to be in touch with several people who are really excited about a thing and being able to show up at a shop or listen to a podcast. And I just, I can't help but think that art is a thing that is so beautifully uh, connected to sharing experiences with others.
9: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just the, the whole process of just being able to, you know, appreciate something and share it with someone is I think part of the process of the artistic process. So when uh, you know, when you started doing this uh, podcast, uh, I have a friend that's just getting into Morris and it was like, all right, get three volumes, you know, start listening, see what you think. We're going to take, we're going to be making notes and everything else. And so he loved it. He just thought it, it was he also awesome. dug it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's great to that's hear. Great. Oh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> it, that's it was super hear. cool
0: um well guys it looks like we've got somebody else queued up but before we get judd out of here any questions for judd judd any other things for us
9: just a heartfelt thank you guys this has been a great way to spend a a year and some change and i can't wait to listen to what you guys are doing next
0: well seriously thank you so much we would not have proactively finished it without people kindly supporting it so really a a huge huge thank you to you
2: yeah you're the fifth member (laughs) <laughs> yeah, every listener's
0: a fifth winner. And Judd, when we open up back up in a couple months, the store, come back in and we can't wait to see you. Yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. See there, absolutely.
4: Man. All right.
9: Oh, cool. All right. Thanks, <laughs> guys. You, really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.
2: Bye, Judd. Bye. I know where
3: he lives. <laughs> I have to send him a mask because I really want to know the setting of
10: his uh, his Zoom background.
0: Oh, hello. We got a Chris <laughs> Murphy in the pipe, everybody.
10: Chris Murphy. Chris Murphy. It's the quarantine. <laughs> it, Holy
0: crap. You you uh, coined that term, and it was absolutely brilliant. So thank you so much for that, Chris. Seriously, on <laughs> um, on behalf of all of us, like we got so much wonderful input from everyone while doing this, but like your thoughtful, analytical. Clearly, equally obsessed brain and heart input on the whole thing. Really, um on those mornings where it was like, "Fuck, I gotta edit a podcast." Like it was, it, 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 you know, people like yourself and the input that you provided really uh, just made the whole thing more fun and more worth it. So, thank you so much for being here with us.
10: Oh man, are you kidding me? That this is this is great. The the entire podcast was. I mean, just so entertaining, first of all, but but just the, the sheer number of hours that went into creating it, to editing it, to get, putting all the content together. Uh, it was just a real gift. It was a real gift that the four of you gave to everyone who listened, just getting us through this really terrible time in, in our lives. Is this uh, why so you so you, you fun fun this to, party, Jeff? to participate in any kind of way. Oh, well, thank you for, <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you for inflating it our his back. No,
0: but, it, yeah, but- <laughs> Um, no, like seriously, uh, I think that's uh, clearly you understand it as well. That's the effect that Morrison has on folks, right? Like you just, you dig a thing and I think they just have a way of speaking and telling stories in a way that kind of can unlock something in all people. So I, you know, I'm just, I can't wait to hear Chris, you know, what made you love Morrison? What is it? The Batman run? Is it something else? What is it? You know, looking back on this Batman run, what. You know what meditations, what theories do you have? What is the most fun? What what is the lasting image of the whole thing for you?
10: Well, the, the lasting image. So if if there was if there's one image from the run that sticks in my head, it's um, it's from the Fraser Irving issues of Batman and Robin, right toward the end, and that scene where Joker um, is dancing with a corpse. And then opens up the casket and then rips off the tape from Damien's mouth. And Damien is just screaming, Wah! like that. <laughs> that is the vision. That is the panel that sticks in my mind. And whenever, whenever a, a Batman thought comes into my head, that makes me think, Oh, I have to dig those issues out of the boxes. It's, it's usually one of those panels from the Fraser Irving uh, <laughs> illustrated bits of it, just because I think that those three, I think it's three issues are just, I think the highlight of the whole series. Wow. Um, but in terms of in terms of Grant Morrison in general, uh, I mean, he's you know he's like this groovy guru of comics and who uses who uses this medium of comics really to, uh, in sometimes in some instances to usher in like these these spiritual meditations, and I think if anyone has read the entirety of the Invisibles and hasn't walked away changed, or if anyone has read. Uh, you know, the, the Flex Mentallo mini and didn't come away changed like that as a comics reader who was, really wasn't paying attention. And uh, Django, I do wonder um, <laughs> if your opinion Morrison changed at all over, you know, rereading, you know, this, this bat epic. I'm wondering, did your opinion on Grant Morrison change at all?
2: Uh, I don't think my opinion on Morrison changed, but my opinion of the, this story changed. Um, okay, and like uh, my my big gripe about it, just just like Morrison's way of writing is that it takes more work than I'm willing to put in, and so that's that's probably more on me than it is on them. But absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah uh and and that's fine uh you know i also i also don't like to watch movies with subtitles because i'm usually doing something different not like like i'm usually on the computer or doing another thing at the same time so it's it's just kind of a, a, a barrier for me to get through uh but i definitely yeah. enjoyed this run a lot more rereading it with these guys and and discussing it on on the facebook group and uh, i got a lot more out of it and i I think i would I would probably enjoy any story by Morrison presented to me in this way um, hmm. and i am probably fifty fifty with their stories already, so you what know all, i just I just don't blindly love it no matter what and um, i don't
0: I don't love all of Morrison's stories either, but we do <clears throat> give them a, a, a large amount of credence but what I will say about work Jang and I started working together years ago not. I, I bonded with Justin before Django I you know like I so
2: you imprinted yeah, on Justin right. and bonded but, with me
0: but um <laughs> but some of our earliest conversations were about Morrison and and you know not to I don't know Ju- Django better than Django knows Django but I would say there has been a, like a an arc of our first I remember our first <laughs> conversation about Morrison and particularly jango like in arkham asylum morrison had done an intro and there's like a tarot card and morrison talks about like the metaphor of this tarot card is kind of tells the entire story and i remember in our first conversation Django was like fuck that like well then why am i even reading this story right and and now um you know i don't i don't i can see that in you still Django. but i also think you're way more um maybe your opinion of morrison hasn't changed in the last year of reading this comic book but i think that you're way more uh open to at least people who are so willing to take their shirts off and dance with morrison as this group certainly
2: opening open to let people read grant morrison stories
0: for sure for sure <laughs> um so then chris what well, we've got to know you not only would be like this is a reference to this but you would provide photographic evidence to all of these things so chris murphy what is it is it long boxes is it drawer boxes is it omnibuses reprinting everything do you have a digital library of every batman comic ever what is all scans
10: <laughs> it, it's all short boxes it, it, oh, it's oh right. short boxes long boxes are too cumbersome you can't get yeah, sure, yeah. you can stack you can move you can move everywhere couldn't agree more uh, you know, i my before coming into the to this Grant Morrison run, which I, I guess let me I, I should answer the question you asked first. I, I didn't come into this run because it was Batman, I came into this run because it was Grant Morrison. Mm. Um, and I, I had I had some knowledge of, of Batman before that. Um, you know, I had I started collecting in '87. Um, and, you know, so I had some of like the Jim Owsley, um, Jim Apero Batman books, but that was it. That was really it. I got into this, this Grant Morrison Batman run. And just, just based on the strength of, of Grant's story and the cohesiveness it had with all of this, this back um, um, continuity, that's what made me start reaching out and getting this old back issue and that old back issue and finding out, you know, this, he drops this subtle hint here then you go online you figure out what that subtle hint is about. like holy shit i need to buy all these back issues now because it, it was <laughs> it was so seamless the way that he wove all that in that all of those like you know so the 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 three what is it peter milligan um issues for instance where they were barbados is, is first brought up like mm-hmm. that is now just an extension of the morrison verse of batman you know the when when Grant keeps writing about the flashback scenes between Batman and, and, and Kathy Kane. Like mm-hmm. now all of those old silver and golden age issues are just part of the expanded Morrison verse. And so that's how I came to be able to drop all that knowledge into the podcast is because I had already been inspired to hit up eBay and to hit up local comic shops and to get all those back issues as best I could to fill out the ranks of, of those stories. That is um, so awesome, so exciting, and because that continuity is is a feature, it's not a bug by any stretch. So sure. we
2: basically are looking at the black casebook in human form. Yeah, it, will Chris Murphy, <laughs>
0: the living black casebook. I love it.
10: That's my business card, right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris. Uh, is there anything that, after seventy-seven issues and episodes, you desperately want to yell at us? You know, like, "Hey, you pronounced this wrong for a year," or "Hey, interpreted this very important detail for a it's year." Pronounced
2: ramen. It's not yeah. ramen. Yeah. <laughs> um,
10: you know, no. Um, well, okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
4: here's
10: the one. If first of all, you were all very generous in in at least reading my emails and then reading them on, on, on the podcast itself. So I, I would have, I, I would be, I would, it would be totally ungrateful of me to complain about anything. Yeah. But since it's you asked, the one piece, <laughs> the, the one, the one thing, the one interpretation that I, that I, I did, I wasn't really on board with was the idea that when Bruce was making his way back from caveman times, mm-hmm. that his actions in the past were changing the present mm. I, I i never read it like that i had always read it that like the stuff that was happening had already happened and it already manifested itself in the way that the manner was laid out or in the yeah way that, yeah uh, that uh you know the the journal passed down from hand to hand or whatever but that was it other than that I, I i was on the same page with with the four of you
2: throughout the whole thing so um, you you read it as they were just discovering these things while we're being told the story of bruce creating them yes yeah
0: yeah and so, i i love I that read that's one of my favorite things about time travel stories is that like kind of every time travel story has a different theory of time travel if they're working with. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, I, 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 I love kind of mixing those up and whatnot, but yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't ever even say that I feel confident about the read of what that thing is. I, I don't know. I, I don't ever feel certain about anything, but yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, your your insight and input was just I loved every time we saw a Chris Murphy email. Um, seriously, um, you know well, whatever we do, kind, and get whatever we do next, like seriously, <laughs> your your input is a is a invaluable thing. So don't ever hold back, and and really, uh, just a wonderful. I'm just glad to get to see your face and have you be a part of this thing. Like seriously, it's a it's a it really is a gift. Like we wouldn't have kept doing it if there weren't people that were. On board for it so seriously you're you're absolutely a member of this thing <laughs>
10: well that's very nice of you to say and it's cool to see uh, to jeff and to see justin to see your faces you know i've connected with with roman and django on facebook so you know i get to see some of the stuff they're posting they see some of the stuff i'm posting but you know you two have been the mystery men of the whole thing <laughs> yeah, um, yeah
1: so I we talk to formally or informally meet you
2: <laughs> yeah right right you yeah. are you are the um, whole in all social media we are oh, yeah. we are a whole <laughs> a I, of hermits.
0: I consider myself like Django's out there. He's a guy that's out there. He's you know you can catch Django it's easily. Disgusting. But one of my one of my favorite things is considering myself an ambassador of Roman and Justin, and I just love sharing <laughs> Roman and Justin with the world. So it's so, it's always fun. But um, well then, Chris, unless you've got any other questions, any other statements or anything before getting out of here, like go for it. Um,
10: uh, we just well, so I. I, I will start by again just saying thank you to the four of you for all the work that it took to, to pull this podcast off and to just to do just to, to have it be this just this reliable part of every week you know at first when it was when it was the multiple episodes a week and then following that when it was just once a week like that is a ton of work and the fact that, <laughs> that it was just a thing that we knew we could count on like that 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 means a lot that that made it very valuable um, but I would also say that you know as a kid I had tons of friends who were into comics and who, you know, would were into them just as much as I was into them. And then as an adult, not so much. Like, I, I live more than an hour away from what I call my local comic book shop, right? So there's never really an opportunity to go just chill there. Right. And, and the one, uh, you know, very good friend in my life who, who got me into Grant Morrison originally when we were in high school, who we read this Batman run together, um he passed away a couple of years ago. I'm sorry to yeah. um, and so I didn't realize how much I missed having someone to talk about Grant Morrison comics with until this podcast came along. And again, the four of you were just so gracious in allowing me to participate in that way. Um so so that that filled a uh that filled a need that I didn't even realize I had. And so it just it became a very special thing for me. So thank you very much
4: well,
0: for allowing me to do that. You are welcome. And I think that um i think that's a thing especially for roman and just and i we've talked a lot about it but like i think that this run we all came to it at different times and we're experiencing some sense of loss or some like our lives changed dramatically while reading this run as it was coming out and i think you know the ability to communicate with other people about it so it meant a lot to us not to exclude django uh, about that but just like the, the weird we we experienced a thing when it was coming out so um, hearing your story right there is even more meaningful than just like I like listening to your Batman comic. Um, getting to <laughs> allow there, you know, to be a, a connection with you and people from your past and your future—that uh, means yeah. a tremendous amount to me.
10: Great, and if I could just have one last small request, please. Yeah. And this is a, a Roman. Roman, could you just give me a line or two as the Nightmariner?
3: Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, the Nightmariner. I don't know. The the boiling seas, the boiling (laughs) bat seas. The hyper adapter was in our sights, and we took we took her down. We did,
5: (laughs) and she'll probably be
3: back.
10: (laughs) We gave it the sockeye slap. That's right. (laughs) Right on. Excellent. Um, Well, guys, thank you so much again, and uh, yeah, this has been great. This has been great.
2: Thank Thank you, and we can't. Thank you so much, Chris. Chris. Seriously. Okay.
10: Good night.
0: Good night. Good
2: night, (laughs) bye, Chris i'm gonna let will in here yeah give give will in
0: yeah i'm I'm sure andrew will show up if they're able to i'm not sure. listen
2: when when this series was coming out i was getting divorced and going bankrupt
0: well you just didn't (laughs) you didn't talk about it on the podcast like the thing is justin and roman and jeff will get real vulnerable (laughs) hey sorry my dad was going to prison or like i had cancer or my mom passed away like all of these you know we we talk about that often so uh not to exclude you but i just no, like i, I really like
2: being excluded
0: the run the run acted as a crutch i think for the three of us specifically <laughs> to get through a time in our life will elmer
1: willie willie you know,
5: for the for the last time hello bat family oh, oh. <laughs>
0: well thanks so much for joining us tonight cheers thank you for uh, for being here with us for the listeners who don't know will elmer contribute on the facebook board um shopper at our store family member of the comics place just a somebody we adore you will remember will from issue two of batman and robin i think is what we talked about when you were on
5: mm-hmm. that's right and that was um i hadn't read any of this except for that first volume of batman and robin when i was on that episode so <laughs> i I mean, I still don't really know what I'm talking about, but I definitely had no idea what I was talking about when I was on that episode.
0: Well, none of us have any idea what we're talking yeah. about. We just had the blind confidence to say that we had the the authority to start a podcast about it. So.
5: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'm excited to be here.
0: Thanks for joining us. I'm not sure if Every Andrew's going to show it. up. I hope they're okay.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Andrew will be here. I mean, I can't I can't imagine he would miss this for the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe I'll shoot him a message here and just see where he's at real fast.
0: Shoot him a message. We've only got one more, one more guest after all of this, and it's Chris Buckeye. And they also didn't know for sure if they were even going to be able to show up because their little one was going to be going to bed. So um, we'll and see if it happens. Totally Upstairs screaming at each
2: other right now. So, <laughs> nice. It's totally possible that Andrew, you know, um, swallowed a bunch of gauze and isn't feeling well.
0: Andrew did just get their wisdom teeth removed. Down,
5: so yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's uh, he's been a lot, a lot of pain pills from what I see. He's, he got on the our, our group chat uh, on Friday right after he got. It, I was like, no, 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 Andrew, get you. This is not a good place to be. Yeah. When you're, uh, with I just that many painkillers. I
0: keep trying to get them to take my wisdom teeth out to give me those painkillers. And like, we took them out when you were
2: fourteen. I'm like, are you sure you didn't miss any? <laughs> see, I almost want to. I, I need to get my wisdom teeth out. Yeah. Um but I don't want the painkillers. Maybe, maybe we can yours. make an arrangement. Everybody Justin, else here. I
0: raised my hand before you said that. <laughs> oh, damn I, think,
5: I think once you get them out, your mind might change relatively quickly.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> also you know killers don't do what like weed does it's it's like it's like one quarter of being drunk I would say like being real drunk but um but Will that's not what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about this ding dang Batman run you started you showed up on an episode I remember reaching out to a couple of my close friends early on and just saying like hey I can't remember if it was like this window of time is going to be open and I would need some support or if it was just, I think you just reached out because early on I was like, yeah, you know, if people want to join awesome." I think you were just like, if you need support, I'll be there.
5: I I think that's, I think that's essentially what happened. I think you might've said something on the podcast or maybe on our book club or something about, you know, you'll take all the help that you can get. And, uh, you're going to record all of these episodes and you don't know what everybody can commit to. And I said, you know what, Hey, I'll jump on. I've only read one volume of this. And I think you even said like, you're interested in getting lots of different perspectives on where people were. So I was like, I've read none of this for a random volume in the middle for no particular reason. (laughs) Um, So, so bring me in and I'll jump on. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where it went from there. And it's, it's been a hell of a journey. Like, you know, where, where it was, I'd only read Tom King's Batman to this, to the point of reading this Batman and Robin volume and then going backwards and starting over. Um, you know, it's, it's been a kind of crazy up and but it's redefined what man is or for worse. Now read Batman and everything else. I'm like, that's not what Batman would do. That's <laughs> <the different laughs> of Batman. So now I'm kind of holding it. My high watermark is, is Morris and Tom King in terms of like character study and just, you know, who the Batman is as a person, a person and several of the surrounding characters. So, um, yeah, I mean, I appreciate you guys getting us, to, getting, getting us to go on this ride. I know for a lot of listeners, it was revisiting. And so for, you know, a few of us, it was the, the first time down this road. And I don't know if I would have made it without this without this podcast, cause I wish I had
1: a podcast my first time through.
5: You, right. Even there was a couple of times where I was like, I'm really struggling with this. And I would write in an email or send in a voice memo uh, to be able to have you guys say, no, you know what that's, you are supposed to struggle with this or this is supposed to be confusing. Cause otherwise there's, you know, probably some spots but hundred percent, I would have signed off at final crisis, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> yeah. I still so might.
0: Will, you you. Mm-hmm. So I know you read Final Crisis once. Did you read it again, like, in like in this story? Or, like, you've read it just the one time?
5: No, I, re- I really considered it, and I, I probably will at some point. You know, probably a year or two from now, I'll crack all the books open and fire up the podcast and go through the entire thing with, you know, hopefully with some of the new context, but also have forgotten everything. It was just flipping through the first volume. and like, I don't remember half of this nice. um, <laughs> That's anymore. Good thing. So it's already going there. But um, Final Crisis was was a, a challenge for me and i had to kind of come back and listen to parts of your final crisis episode that you were recorded i'd like read a couple of issues and be like i i literally i read 50 pages and i don't know what i read and then I'd go and listen to what you guys said about it okay, okay i got a little bit more of it i'd flip back through the pages and go oh that, that was supposed to be dark side um, you know, lot of, of Django in you, will. Uh, no, there's a there's a
0: lot of Django in you, and I and I I love you for it because I love Django. If if I could do something different, it would be I, I would love to have recorded a Final Crisis conversation with the Batman in quarantine lens instead of the perfectly acceptable podcast lens. Which not too is, late. You know, yeah. What? It, oh, I'm sure we'll do it at some point. I'm I'm always <laughs> tempted to reread. Um, Hey Justin, uh, I'm always tempted to reread like Final Crisis when it when it strikes. So yeah, I mean, um, yeah, my my regret is that that Final Crisis perfectly acceptable podcast thing that we dumped in there. Like I had gone to Austin, Texas, and I've been reading it and just like trying to understand it really hard. And what I would love to do would be to have a conversation with you know Justin Django, and Rome, and it's a little bit more focused towards like, what did you guys get out of it? Because that I I, I was. <clears throat> that's not how Batman in quarantine does things. They're, they're very group oriented, perfectly acceptable podcast. I was trying to understand it. So anyway, I, I, I looking like a breakdown
5: I'm- of kind of, you know, parts of the event or stuff like that. I mean, and, and I, you guys did that a decent amount. I think you guys did a you know, pretty decent job at it. Um, all things considered. I mean, it's a, it's a giant monolith of an issue or, you know, a trade to, to read through and try to unpack um, what, when I finished reading, it, I went back to the omnibus, and there's like that single-page summary that I think Chris Burnham did, maybe, yeah, okay. um, but maybe it was somebody else. Uh, and I read that page, I was like, "Oh, I didn't need to read this at all after all. Like they summed it all up on one page, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, just, I knew that earlier." <clears throat> but the the in the second volume of the omnibus, the second omnibus, when all the return of Bruce Wayne and a bunch of other stuff. You ties a lot of stuff from Final Crisis back together. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I ever actually even asked the question, but at the time, I really thought, like, you know, did did all of this extra Final Crisis stuff that came, you know, eighteen months after Final Crisis was made, did it did it come because of feedback on how dense Final Crisis was and challenging it was for people when they did this stuff, or was that just by Morrison's design this whole time to, you know? Well, months after the fact to come back and say, "Oh, here's all the lot holes that you, you know, maybe put together." To put, I'm putting them together for you. Yeah,
0: that's that's an awesome question. I am less interested in my answer than like Roman or Justin's. So like, do you guys th- and Django? Because I just I consider Django as like a conjoined twin of my body. So, um, <laughs> but like Roman and Justin, like <laughs> yeah, my little precious Quato. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, how much do you think work has been done after the after Final Crisis to sort of justify the clarity of Final Crisis, or do you feel like they did kind of leave it? Or, I, I, it is, I, I, it is a good question. Or just like, how do you feel about Final Crisis as a whole thing when it's all said and done?
1: I love it. And I think that Grant Morrison, everything he ever does is always 100% by design, whether consciously or unconsciously. So I think (laughs) if it wasn't his conscious mind doing it, it was his unconscious mind fixing it for him. So that's my answer always. I love it. (laughs) So good. Yeah, that's,
3: uh, I love Final Crisis too. I feel like after after doing this with you guys, uh, I understand it better. But, you know, I loved it at the time. Um, And I kind of have the same feeling. I always give Grant Morrison the benefit of the doubt, like the filth. I think he had a very, I think he was, that's the Grant Morrison thing I want to keep going back to and reread it because I didn't ever understand it, but I really want to. And I feel like the fact that I don't is a failing on my part and not Mm. Grant's part.
1: Roman, that's like, that speed that thing you said about the filth was the first thing you ever said to me in this comic book store and i just got to relive it like i remember being like grant morris batman and you're like in the filth i just like that i remember that was the first time i ever talked to you, you Use like i like the filth i don't get the filth but i think it's my fault yeah wow did i so the filth is my white whale no that
0: someday in in answer to a couple of the questions that have come up on this podcast which is sort of like what is the next thing it should probably be the filth (laughs) (laughs) realistically every one of us has either read it or gotten halfway in and backed away scared but that's i
2: love the part
1: about metaphors
0: i like metaphors
2: (laughs) you know i i think I, i i'm kind of in justin's camp with that Um, but probably a little more cynical. I don't think that Morrison would have written something to appease confused people or people who had Mm. complaints about final crisis. I think that this was the plan. Maybe scheduling didn't work. Maybe Morrison's just giving us uh, enough credit to remember something from a crossover that we wish we hadn't had to read all seven issues of uh, seven months later when the Bruce Wayne issues came out. But I don't, i i would be surprised if it was like oh well people didn't like this maybe i should explain it better for them that doesn't seem super up their alley to me
1: yeah I feel like um, morrison needs like his own their own imprint within dc like this is the morrison verse and they just write within that um and we don't need to worry about editing so we can get the stories they kind of do uh, yeah to, well, your, <laughs> does,
5: to your guys's point of- about, you know, whether it was by design or just kind of uh, they're always, you know, weaving and in intricate, you know, pieces and always where they you know, several pieces in their mind. Um, that was probably one of the things that I enjoyed the most about about reading this is that kind of every time I felt like I was about to fall off a cliff of just complexity and owing me, there would come a moment of clarity where things would kind of get tied back together. And that really manifested itself super well in the, the back half of the third omnibus, you know, when they get kind of, when they got, uh, got into volume, uh, two of Batman incorporated, Mm -hmm. like it felt like I was a bit lost going through volume one with all the character recruiting and just trying all these different styles and homages or whatever, you know, was going on. And then, um, was kind of like, okay, here's the end. I have to tie everything together. And it tied together stuff from the first omnibus, the second omnibus, tying back the Batman and Robin, which is you know really my favorite part of this entire, of, of all of this was just the Batman and Robin arc in the middle of it. Um, but back together, brought back the, you know, the island of- uh, Dr. May- Moreau. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted to say the island of Dr. Moreau. Um, brought all that back together, brought a lot, you know, RIP stuff back together, brought Batman and Robin. Everything kind of came together so so beautifully at the end. Like, I just have an incredible amount of respect. It was all pre-planned and everything kind of happened. You know, all the details were filled in. Or if Morrison was able to just continuously keep this tapestry going for such a long period of time with all these ideas constantly pulling backwards either way it's incredibly impressive
0: I think mm-hmm. that's the impressive thing about Morrison to me is that is just that of like I think that they can be weaving a tapestry and I would get slowed down at any given moment I'm like am I able to pull this off am I going to be able to thread this idea in does this make sense but Morrison just kind of has absolute faith in their ability like oh, I'll stick the landing I don't know just keep having fun like there's a <laughs> there's a willingness to have fun throughout all of it and and I do think that for the most part they pull it off when it all wraps um so to your to what you said is Batman and Robin is that your that's your favorite part of the whole run and I'm curious looking back on it is there any points that like are like thoughts or themes that really lasted with you from the run that uh, and I also because we are getting near a point where Justin's got to leave. I'm curious, Will and Justin, um, you know, both of your sort of lasting thoughts on this favorite, maybe portions of this run or something. Will, we'll have you go first.
5: Um, You know, I was flipping through uh, all the omnibuses just kind of trying to put a picture back into my head of, you know, where was I in love with this and where was I confounded a bit? And, um, you know, again, it kind of, there was, it's a tale of like two different stories where there's, there's, a, there's half of the issues focus on characters and half of the issues kind of, uh, maybe for lack of a better term, fo- seem to focus on like complexity of the storytelling. And so there's a kind of a constant dance of characters and complexity. It's really illustrated well in, in the Batman and Robin versus the return of Bruce Wayne, where it's just like really great character stuff with Damian and with Dick and uh, everything going on. And then there's just like a lot of complexity going on um, And I really, everything that was really a deep dive into the characters, I mean, Damien is the star of the show. Like, believe it or not, like if I go all the way back and like, yeah, Damien's kind of a dick, like, you know, what are they doing? You know, bringing back cow absolutely. Um, (laughs) He's the star of, you know, the final omnibus. Right. (laughs) Um, It's, every time I would almost get lost, it was when the story was getting incredibly complex. And everything that would kind of bring me back to earth was everything that was involving you know, characters and defining who they are, what they stand for, or just the character growth in general. So the stuff with Dick, you know, interacting with Damien was all uh, beautiful. Uh, Obviously Damien's growth throughout the entire thing, I thought was amazing and beautiful. Um, And, you know, I think I really stuff really started to click for me with RIP just because there was a lot of kind of that defined to me that RIP run defined to me like who Batman is like, He's the guy who always has a plan and will always persevere. Like he's the pinnacle of the human spirit who,
4: mm-hmm.
5: who just, you know, this is the reason why he could be any other, this is why he could beat Superman or any other superhero is because he's kind of always got a plan and he's just the, you know, the pinnacle of what every, every person could kind of hope to be able to achieve with um, their ability to kind of persevere through any situation. So those are the things that kind of really stuck out to me. Um, there's lots of it, kind of weaving in and out. Obviously, uh, the uh, droval character. Wait, um, sorry, the, the what character, it, the internet leg out the art. There. The art defined um, my ability to connect with the characters as well. So obviously, like Riley and Chris Burnham and a few other artists you who know, were really good at just making you feel connected to the characters. Every time the art kind of got detached and surreal whether it's like The Clown at Midnight or some mm-hmm. of the Fraser Irving stuff or the one where they go into the computer simulation, those are the ones that kind of pushed me away the most because sure, I didn't feel sure. any connection to the character. And then the story obviously got, got pretty complex um, yeah. through some of those.
2: I would love to see Chris Murphy come up with some sort <laughs> of interactive uh, tagging system for the issues so that we could see uh, a graphical representation of whether <laughs> an issue is about... A character or the the plot
5: or if the
2: art is uh you know something that is off putting in this way or off putting in that way or what
0: django justin just proved a point which is that at the end of time in the return of Bruce Wayne, when Bruce goes to the end of the time and meets the archivist, that is Chris Murphy. Yep. Um, so Chris, I know that you've already been on this episode and have been out, but we're, we're considering you the archivist from here on out, Justin. Um, I feel like there's an extra sense of weight to like favorite moments or issues <coughs> when it's the four of us who did this podcast. So I don't want there to be any, I don't even know what my answers are going to be yet. And they'll probably be kind of surface level. Um, do you have like a favorite moment or oh, yeah. issue from this run looking back?
1: Gosh. Uh, you know, there was like a bit that I wanted to put in every episode and forgot every single episode <laughs> for an entire year. <laughs> yeah. It was like, that's every, the yeah, <laughs> every time I read this run, my interpretations and things I have to say and what I think about this run is only for this read through and I mm-hmm. will contradict right. the next one. <laughs> I totally feel the same. I totally feel the same. Um, so, you know, my grand theory of what this run is, is only my grand theory for right now. Um, And so what hit hard for me, you know, like the last time I read it and kind of what I thought the run was, is I was pretty into the whole and all things and figuring out all the manifestations that that was in, but it took a little more personal route because it's been, uh, 10 years since ish, since I've read it again. And so having certain things with my family happen, like the more familial side and, Mm -hmm. um, it being a meditation on death as well as like immortality like batman and robin can never die is also another theme and we see batman and robin reborn multiple times sons become the fathers the fathers become the sons we're always making family and we're always kind of um touching people and interacting with them leaving touching them um leaving their you know impressions on people and there's really a i think a pretty intentional theme of batman constantly creates his family which is the thing that saves him and then he saves them through the run and so for me, there was just a big kind of focus on family. And then you see Dick and Damien. That relationship was really highlighted in Batman and Robin. And for me, that's, that's the jelly in the donut. You know, there's so many cool cosmic crazy things that my head can get obsessed with. But I'll always be that like Dick and Damien double punch boy at the end of the day. You know, as great as it can be. I love that, that buddy dynamic and that family dynamic is Justin, what keeps the whole thing afloat.
0: I can't uh, express how much meaning I get in my life from feeling like there are moments where uh, in a given Saturday or Wednesday or something, it's you and I doing that buddy punch.
1: Oh, so yeah. I, yeah, for sure. I'm
0: glad, I'm glad uh, that you feel that way. <laughs> and uh, that just to, to force myself in your narrative. That's <clears throat> how I feel about you. Um, uh, and I love good. you, um, Will and Justin. Justin, you can feel free to dip out whenever you need to. Sure. Um, it's great to have you here. Will, it's great to be here. We'll record a thing with Andrew at some point to get in here because he can't not be a part of this. But seriously, um, your willingness to be a part of this so early on.
2: Willingness. uh, Sorry. Good one, Jeff.
0: Um, (laughs) And just I think that your viewpoint on the whole thing of dipping in halfway through being a mostly Marvel guy in so many ways and like watching you expand into DC. But also see you like this is like. Um, uh, you know it's like the dc monomyth in my mind or something so to, to watch you like tackle this thing and finish it and seemingly enjoy it is like uh, really gratifying just from the person who you know moves comics from person to person in my life and uh it's yeah i don't know it's 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 very cool i'm glad that you're here and that this is a thing that you even wanted to do
2: you're here at the end of time
0: at the end of time with chris murphy the archivist <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm glad I'm glad this and I'm glad uh, that, you know, for all of the crazy last year or so has brought us, I mean, we're, we're pretty darn close to the one year mark, but this entire year, like um, to be able to have that kind of sense of community, have you together that sense of community and, you know, make us all still feel some connection um, to something kind of bigger than ourselves during this entire time um, has been fantastic. And then just, I think i've read more in the last year than i have read in the last 15 years of my life it's um,
0: amazing to watch you're like you're, every time you just you finished a new omnibus or something it's incredible
4: yeah.
0: um, guys,
5: this was my first omnibus and this was my second omnibus and yeah. i don't think i don't think volume three was my third omnibus I well it was delayed
0: yeah but no um yeah that that is true that you confidently purchased 150 dollars of comic books that early on just to (laughs) hang out and read this thing you know i don't think any one of us could honestly express our gratitude for what that means because you know we just like talking about comic books so will thank you for being here i won't have a book club with you next tomorrow uh, but i'll see you next monday
5: We'll see you then. I appreciate it. Thanks, you guys. Great to see you, Will. Thanks, Will. Thank you, man. Thanks, Will. Have a good thank one. Thank you.
0: Good night, Andrew. 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 Listen, I don't know exactly how, when, why, or what it will sound like to have taken this bit of audio recorded weeks after the original one and put it in there. I don't know how we're going to pull it off, but it time me- travel. Time travel. It will happen. This will be in that podcast. So, Andrew, thank you for going back in time with jango roman and i to talk a little bit about batman in quarantine the 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 yawning star
2: oh it wasn't boring like that you like you just made it sound no 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 no. it's
0: like a star that you know like it's uh diminishing in in light right like it's becoming a new star it's yawning
2: can we can we take just a moment to do a little bit of uh business here with Andrew, do you, do we credit you as Andrew Carlson, Andy Carley, Drew Droolsen? What's Faults. the what's the preferred thoughts, friend of the show? I don't give a shit. I mean, oh <laughs> well, welcome.
7: I don't give a shit. Me, don't call me Andy. Just on <laughs> a casual basis, I don't prefer that nickname. But <laughs> yeah. on well, a one-time, die. one-off introduction, call me what you want.
0: Okay, well, we won't ever do Andy because we don't want to start something inappropriate, uh, like a, a bad nickname, but we got Andrew Carlson here. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have some association with Andrew Fox Carlson. (laughs) Um, who has been a wonderful contributor, collaborator, giving us emails, writing questions, recording voicings, creating the Facebook group, running it. He created the, the Comics Place Discord. You can get into that if you haven't, if you don't know about that. Andrew, we just absolutely adore your presence all the time, and we couldn't possibly put this episode up without getting to have a couple minutes of your thoughts on the Batman run as we sort of put this as the period on the sentence of the whole thing.
7: Yeah, I mean, this final issue was so fucking good. You like the uh, final issue? Yeah, no. Uh like I don't know if it was oversized or not, but it there was just a ton of action and it moved so fast and Burnham didn't hesitate to just do like a big set piece. It's very similar to like Javier Rodriguez in yeah. History of the Marvel Universe where it's just it's just like a piece of art, like a page and then the panels are just kind of falling into place in the little details, uh, yeah, he, the big shot of the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, he killed it on this run. In this retrospective looking back on the whole series type of thing, do you have any like favorite issues in this run or favorite moments in this run or like, um, or particularly any bones to pick with the Rome dog or any of us from what happened in the last 75 episodes?
7: Oh No bones to pick, good Lord uh my favorite volume i would say is probably the second the whole batman and robin stuff um that was the most intriguing and it it gave you the most development of Mm damien who just really stole my heart easily like i i cared about damien a little bit like i was like oh he's kind of cool whatever ninja batman is actually his his actual son (laughs) Had no real, I knew writers always wrote him as a dick. And I was like, that that doesn't sound like Batman, but okay. Um, But actually like experiencing this run and seeing his growth as a character and to death, um, it was heartbreaking. Uh, It was also strange too, because I've, a lot of my comics experience has been coming from like, I know a few of the big plot, points or big plot twists um, just from hearing summaries or reading Wikipedia articles or something like that and uh, it really enhanced my reading both with you guys like no so like I knew the wingman reveal I knew the I knew Damien was going to die I knew Talia was head of Leviathan and that was going to come into play I knew um, I didn't know a lot of the first two volume stuff but i knew a lot of the third volume stuff which was really kind of strange where did you um, like absorb that they kind of one of the reasons that i got into comics on a more casual basis there's a youtube channel called comics explained
4: mm-hmm.
7: um that just does like summaries like 15 to 20 minutes sometimes longer of like trades to longer runs and shows that some of the panels on screen uh so, like, I have seen, like, oh, the death and return of Bruce Wayne, like, this is what happened. Okay, cool. But much like even when I list- I listened to the Batman Quarantine podcast before it was actually reading along, just because, I mean, I wanted to help you guys skip listens. <laughs> I didn't, I absorbed none of it, because I didn't have the context of seeing the issues. and much That's like the on the regular we podcast, have on the we have it, like just... <laughs> I mean, I enjoy the discussion a ton, but it is just like in on um, in one ear, out the other. When I don't have the context of seeing right. the issue,
2: Teflon um, in your brain, <laughs> exactly.
7: <laughs> but uh, actually, going through again after having read the issues and listening, um, like I, I when I finally caught up, I was like doing two issues and then we're listening to two uh, podcast episodes, and yeah, no, it was. It was a lot of fun all the way through.
0: So, so my question is like, I guess you have the advantage if it's actually been a couple weeks now since it's been over. Um, but a thing I was interested in hearing from people is just sort of like looking back on the like, or not even necessarily strictly like looking back, but now I guess when you think about this Batman Morrison run, like what are the questions that you're left with? Or like, what is the, are the, the sort of lasting ideas? Like, what does it sort of feel like it was all about to you? Is there a sort of central theme or question or thesis that this sort of was that you have have enjoyed mentally coming back to? It's interesting to sort of hear different folks, uh, the sort of the meditation that they pulled out of
7: it. Um. I'm actually gonna be stealing a quote from John Ridley's Other History of the DC Universe from last week, or uh, it was the week before. I sent it to Justin. Uh, Mishima described the Ouroboros as the truest expression of being. We as people constantly feed off our own weaknesses, but in turn, it is the embrace of our weaknesses that makes us stronger. Um, so that, just like the whole idea of the Ouroboros, um, Bruce embracing his, his the weakness of having a child and the dangers that that will come with like the weak, I mean, this is, yes, it's a Robin, but it's more responsible. It's his child. And if, I mean, it's more than an orphan, there's that biological attachment. I'm from, I'm not an You guys are all fathers as we all know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Me and my kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot, a lot more pressure. I feel, um, yeah, I would say like just that idea of him having to embrace those scary parts of himself to overcome all these difficulties. I mean, he barely did, uh, but he did do it. Um,
0: so, is that like an in, like a sort of source of inspiration that you carry? moving forward I, I mean like for me the original run like reading through just sort of this idea that like preparation and determination can allow even a human yeah. being to be a super person is sort of this thing that helped me get through stuff i'm you know that's sort of is that what you're sort I, of saying of this totemic thing
7: yeah oh yeah i mean all of all of that um i can't ever say it like you guys have
0: um we all live in just i feel yeah i feel like shadow. a
7: parrot uh exactly but we all feel like we're living in justin's shadow um exactly uh the but you liked it and you had fun i loved it i loved it yeah i had a ton of fun especially i think one of the highlights still for me i know it was for you guys was the raven red issue and i did have read the never the end the issue at the very back of the omnibus um and the best part of it is like the six or seven page uh john paul leone raven red story nice um where he's kind of talking a, one of the members of the reservation down from suicide, from jumping, juxtaposed with him, like, saving uh, saving the day on some other occasion. Um, and it's super good conversation that they have.
0: Yeah. Gosh. Andrew, I am honored that you, from even just saying that, you hadn't read it beforehand. Like, you started listening to support us and then... Now you're like $250 in omnibuses, you know, on your shelf, like a huge upfront cash uh, thing to read this whole run. And then just sort of be what you do so amazingly, which is like kind of create conversation around uh, art. And it's just, it helped us get through the whole thing and help give Justin and Roman and I, and Django as well, that extra oomph every morning. Be like, I guess I'm going to do this. Like um, those those mornings those early mornings and then you know Django would show up with his smiling face and everyone remember exactly why we do it we do it so that we could drink coffee and look at Django in the morning that's why we did it (laughs) and do do
2: we do we do the other podcast so we can drink beer and look at my face in the morning
0: we do the other one so that we can drink beer and watch room and fall asleep (laughs) so just slowly only in the only in the before times his rate of (laughs) sleeping has gone way down now that we've been doing i started drinking coffee since he started drinking <laughs> coffee at nine o'clock at night. we got um, a
2: really nice email, or, uh, a really nice comment on the Facebook page from somebody who jumped onto the podcast late and ooh. Um, ooh. read the whole thing along ooh. with us, and wants to come visit us in the store. They they live in Washington State. Woo! Uh, yeah, super super cool. That's you should, You cool. should take a
7: read at it, Jeff. It it was. It filled my heart. I read it before oh. coming on to this and I was just like, oh. oh crap. Well, I can't
2: say anything better than that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, my heart was already full. Dang. And then Hugo just pumped it up even more fuller. Who yeah. Knows, no, he I joined the
7: Facebook group like two or three days ago. Nice. That's so awesome. I was like, okay, oh, hey, cool. I always double check. Is this a real person? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Nice. Andrew, thank you so much for being on this and just like your continued support and enthusiasm helps oh, us do what we're doing every single week. Yeah.
7: Know. Take care, guys.
0: You're absolutely amazing, Andrew. You,
1: thank
0: Andrew. you. Thanks, Andrew. Chris. Hey. Hey. Hey, buddy. Thanks it for going? showing up. It, it's <laughs> super, super well. Thanks for waiting through the room. We're obviously running late as things would happen but, as we usually do <laughs> you put the little one to bed
8: yes yes
0: fantastic nice work i look forward to being a parent myself one day as it stands i just father a bunch of podcasts and
8: it, <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> it
0: feels feels a little bit similar y- you you've made it you've made it to the finish line with us here on batman in quarantine
8: yeah you guys made it which is uh, amazing in itself
0: thank you thank you so much. um but uh, gosh, Chris, at what point did you find yourself a part of this whole disturbing mess that um, we're two and a half glasses of whiskey into? Uh,
8: yeah, I don't know. I, I, I saw you guys pop up uh, as I often search for Batman podcasts. And uh, I, I saw you guys pop up one or two times. And I thought, that's an interesting concept. And I love, you know, Morrison's work and run on the series. Um, and so I, I thought I'd give it a try, and then I just uh, you know surged right through it. So
0: that's the effect Justin's voice has on all of us. Oh yeah. We're just like God. I just need to hear this boy <laughs> talk more. Wow.
9: Um,
0: but Chris, before we even get into this, what I think is awesome is that you have done a podcast where you are doing an essentially like a podcast reading, like you know, one person production of Batman mm-hmm. Year One, which is Django's favorite. Well, I guess I associate it as Django's favorite Batman book of all time because he's always talking about Batman Year One references. But it can't yeah. be far from that. I,
2: it took me through probably two days of uh, deliveries this this winter. So well, thank I, you.
8: I hope you enjoyed it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was great.
8: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm actually I'm working on a follow up. Uh, i more than one, but uh, there's there's things in in the works. Oh, I Chris, can't wait please. to hear you
2: read Year Two. Have no, have no
8: <laughs> experience,
0: no, no shame at all. What is the name of that podcast for anyone who hasn't seen it in our podcast? Uh,
8: it's Batman the audio series, uh, which is obviously a play on Batman the animated series, uh. Uh, which you I see have a poster of the uh, Mask of the Phantasm, which is yeah. awesome.
0: Justin and I are Mask of the Phantasm boys, so uh. see,
2: I told you he'd notice your uh, your Batman poster and not your guitar. I mean, I assumed
8: I assumed that was the reason for your setup there.
2: No, it's not. And Django didn't actually say anything. That was just a joke. To <laughs> but
0: there's a long-standing joke about my insecurity of zoom calls and so for a long time it was blank walls and i finally was like i should get a bookshelf and just hang some shit up Django, very good joke you're very very clever
8: um, well, well, right now i'm drooling over roman's collection behind him
0: that's, oh, uh, yeah. listen drooling over roman's collection or just roman's beauty is an ongoing part of just the comics place lifestyle so I'm glad anytime he's right.
1: in a zoom room
2: someone's drooling
1: that,
0: that's just that's just a really good background it's all fake yeah, it's all
2: <laughs> a book you like hard covers you like robes <laughs> the, the,
0: the, the joke is that my whole hardcover collection is in an entirely different room um chris morrison batman is it batman is it morrison is it this run what is it that you you love what is it that caused Frazier you to Irving? listen to an entire podcast of people going issue by issue of something
8: it's definitely not Fraser Irving. I I, I enjoy <laughs> Fraser Irving, but uh, that is far and away not not my favorite part of this run. Um, I, I mean, a lot. I will say a, a lot of it has to do with the art. Uh, Frank mm-hmm. Whiteley, obviously incredible. Oh, uh, oh, Burnham yeah. Burnham's work on the series, amazing. Oh, yeah. um, I, even Tony Daniel. You know, I oh, when yeah. I when I. First read this, I thought like Tony Daniel was like the pinnacle of artists. We all and do. Then, we uh, all do. Sure. That's, that's that's dissipated
1: somewhat, but uh, <laughs> I used uh, to try to get every Tony Daniel Batman cover that there was back in the day. And like
8: now you're like, like oh, give me
0: <laughs> a Frank Quietly lumpy mashed potato person. <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. I just I just want all the like wrinkles and grit. <laughs> but, uh, I don't I don't want those like smooth muscles that I know I will never attain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I
0: know, right? That's just Tony Daniel just makes you feel inferior. That's what exactly. What Tony exactly. Said to exactly. Right, I, so shiny. shiny.
8: Somewhere no. I have saved like files of like covers and art from Tony Daniel on a hard drive somewhere because I just loved it at the time and I couldn't imagine my life without it. But uh, <laughs> that's that's uh, I'm past that now.
0: In, and <laughs> interestingly, I didn't ever think that I would have this, but because of this podcast, I now have a file on my computer that is every cover of every issue from Grant Morrison's Batman Run, <laughs> so like, I put it on the episode summaries. But I'm like,
8: like if they made a coffee table book of that, I would love that. Oh that's my incredible. god, That'd that's awesome. a
0: great idea. Tm tm tm. TM. Um. Mm-hmm. But Chris, uh, do you have a favorite portion of this run? What I love is actually, you're like the third or fourth person to kind of mention the polarizing nature of Frasier Irving. Um, Justin, you kind of came to the feeling that like he makes you kind of uncomfortable in this run. Oh, right?
1: oh yeah. I used to like actively despise Frazier Irving. And it, a lot of it is, A, the lighting is always really dark and I can't tell who is who. But mm-hmm. I'm the type of character that like gets lost my character loss in super smash bros like i can't like visually i'm like i can't tell what's going on it. um but then like the level of how psychotic and grimy he is like is really unnerving on an anxious level to me i'm like oh
8: i feel like i i know what's Yeah, it's, it's like it, anxiety inducing yeah, oh it, yeah. It, yeah. seeing these characters it is visual
0: way. visual anxiety chris how do you who has a close
2: relationship with anxiety
8: uh not, i mean now
0: you know justin you, and jeff yeah exactly <laughs> okay, okay, okay. jango yeah. sorry what
2: were you just saying oh i was just saying like how does fraser irving make everybody look dirty and also covered in super clean vaseline at the same yes, time? Veins. like that's
8: what i like just about the, it just yeah veins. i don't know if it's the inking or I, like I, I i don't know I, I it's there's a very specific nature to his style and uh, occasionally, it works really well, and I love it. And occasionally, I just I like like the the Pilgrim Batman issue is the I one know. That I'm thinking of, where I just <laughs> I don't care for it. But most of his work with Professor Pig, I'm all for. So yeah, uh, it's just yeah, a have a hard to
2: time it. with our issue by issue Annihilation yeah, annihilator it's a, story. That's <laughs> a joke. It's a joke.
0: Django says jokes at times. We're not going to read Annihilator. <laughs> uh, we should read Annihilator. God, Grant <laughs> I mean, that's a great book. Um, so Chris, welcome to this absolute madhouse of a group that you have found yourself in could you please like you know when did you fall in love with this run was this your first time through this run uh no i
8: mean i i read it initially when it was coming out um this was actually like right when i was getting into like physical comics and uh and and reading them and and collecting them um this and uh like jeff john's green lantern and like blackest night those were like the things that i was starting with and collecting and then I such a good time for comics. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I was always into Batman from the animated series. And I had like I had like some old Batman comics that I have no idea where they came from. Um and I like I just I I always loved the character. Um and then this coming out, I, I obviously, you know, devoured it. And then I I took from that, uh, you know, they spanned out into, you know, Nightwing series and Robin series and just uh, like all the other series. I just started reading and loving and went on from there.
0: That's that's really close to sort of my timeline. Like I, I really was getting back into comics as an adult while this was kind of coming out. So it was like, I'll read everything coming out of this. And then that taught me. Oh well, maybe some of these things aren't worth reading. Like maybe you don't need Tony <laughs> Daniels' written and drawn Batman. Story. I feel
8: like that's a lesson I'm still learning somewhat. But uh, yeah,
0: it's it's hard. We all you know we work at this comic shop in Bellingham together, and it's uh, it's hard. I think we all have a different inter- interaction with it. But I'm always sort of like encouraging people like drop drop books you don't love. <laughs> like you know like they're, they're for every book that you don't love and drop, there is another one out there that is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's a It's a, it's hard to kind of like work against the DC flow of like, you need to buy everything. It's like, you don't. Right. Right. Not, not
8: every tie-in is necessary. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Unless it's final crisis.
2: (laughs) oh god
1: there's so much battle for the cow you can skip oh me. my god are- I, I
8: was literally just reading battle for the cow before i jumped on
1: I, we're gonna do a battle for
0: the cow episode even if it's just fucking roman and i talking about whatever nightwing butt shot justin's been talking about no it's year.
1: you'll know it you'll know it when you see I, it, it well justin I was, you'll be in the podcast i me. was i was
8: flipping through the first issue and then i got to uh like a checklist of all these other spinoffs that i don't even remember <laughs> like battle for the cow commissioner gordon and i was like oh, Mm,
2: yeah <laughs> i got i got the issue if you need it yeah, yeah. for sure me i do. think
0: the moment that i really started to realize it was um there was like in batman the return the issue Mm -hmm. but there was also all of these different one shots there was the commissioner gordon the return and there was cassandra kane the return and like Mm -hmm. everyone read Rock, like they all had a different issue and i remember reading all of them because i love this morrison run right and then realizing like oh some of these are bad like some of these are just written and drawn by somebody that is probably a college who's
1: returning in this issue
8: yeah
2: exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) i miss i miss batman (laughs) Oh,
8: there (laughs) he is (laughs) yeah I, I agree, you know, I, I, feel back, like, I feel like you're just bat, battered by all of these uh, spinoff ah, series. Ah, that for uh, real. <laughs> yeah, not great. And, um, uh, and yeah.
0: Chris, so then looking back on this run, like what are your favorite issues? And then do you have a favorite artist specifically? I'm, I'm curious about that or like. Uh, yeah,
8: like just off the cuff, I would say Frank Whiteley. Um, oh, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's just, it's hard to argue with. Um, the fact that he's on so little of the run I, like can't wrap my brain around because it seems like he has this imposing figure over the entirety of it totally and agree that you know that's just not the case um burnham obviously i think burnham probably does the most issues i, I never added it up but I, I think you're right yeah um and, and 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 his work's amazing but it's just like quietly sets that tone of you know bonkers off the wall mancap adventure um which is what i love and why i think batman and robin's probably my favorite portion you know um, just because it has such like a, a clear line, and it, it ties into what comes before, and sets up what comes after, um, whereas like the whole uh, RIP is is fun and enjoyable, but a, a little crazy for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the whole like weaponized heroin and PCP crazy Batman. I like my street.
0: heroin just good old fashioned heroin. Yeah, give I don't me some want H. weaponized <laughs> heroin. Yeah, just regular
8: horse. Uh, but the. <laughs> the third you know the third act with all the leviathan stuff, leviathan stuff just felt like it came out of nowhere and i i didn't feel like it had enough um i i wanted more you know somehow after uh, however many years this this series went on i, I still wanted more yeah and, yeah that uh, just it, it ends so abruptly there's no like fallout from the death of damien and there's no like real like epilogue to it uh you know you get like two pages of, of rejal saying you know, I'm cloning Damien again and right. this isn't <laughs> over. But uh I, I wanted just a little bit more room to breathe. And I don't know if that's the nature of um Morrison's contract with DC or you know how how it all panned out with the whole uh new
2: fifty two. But uh, yeah. Morrison handed them a way to bring Damien back. Yeah. Through the clone yeah, yeah. Through the yeah. clones. And DC was just like, nah, fuck it. We're gonna we're gonna do our own thing. And Let's it's go gonna to be apocalypse. Like medium yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: I i think that that like i don't think it's i would like to end the whole batman in quarantine thing with just being like the whole thing was stellar but i think yeah. that this read through what i did realize is that like the third arc the third third the batman inc stuff like it really did feel like a kind of separate thing that i, I wish it had had a little bit more space to breathe and also like space to wrap up as well like it, it um you know, like the Damien death and the, the the fallout of that. I, I would have liked more time with that. And it felt like kind of a different story than the first two thirds.
8: Yeah, and I, I don't know if, you know, the nature of it is the first story is like his like final Bruce story. You get, you get the buildup of Bruce Wayne and his death with Final Crisis. And then the second story is like the next generation of hero. You have Dick Grayson and Damien Wayne. And it's just like this ongoing adventures into the future. And then the third one, kind of wheels it back, but it also sets up this whole Leviathan spiral and you're drawn into it. And then it just kind of puts everything back in the box, which I realize is Morrison's whole credo on how right. you handle, you know, uh, work for hire. But it, it still feels like it, it shrinks everything, even though it's, you know, this worldwide Batman incorporated, it still shrinks everything down in a way that uh, the, the first two just feel like they're bounding and expanding and, and yeah. getting bigger the whole time. And the third one just really, draws it back in, which allows for, you know, this great personal story about Batman and, you know, the damage that he suffers and, you know, his like emotional fallout from the loss of his son and, and the loss of like his family and the, you know, overtaking of Gotham City by his ex. But uh, it, it, it's a much more personal story but after these two stories that just felt like they were about to explode off the page, it feels almost like a step backwards.
2: I, Literally from the beginning of time to the end of time. Well, yeah, I, t-
0: I totally, even just from like the podcast production standpoint, like the first two thirds of this podcast going through these issues, it was easy to kind of just be like, well, what do you think this means? And what is this a reference to And your, your description of like going outwards, mm-hmm. everything kind of started a conversation and Batman incorporated is fantastic, but it, 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 zooms in on a conversation instead of like yeah. being the jumping off point for a lot of stuff I, I really i like the way that you put that that was awesome um so then as someone who's now finished it we've on the other side of batman uh morrison's batman at least what do you like it's what? just batman it's yeah. over, yeah, over. the it. finished they finished it what <laughs> like what is the thing that you think about what is the thing that kind of like I guess I like stories that kind of give you a, an unsolved puzzle to kind of always work with in your day-to-day life. You're, you know, a father yourself. Is there, what is the thing that is the lasting impression of this run?
8: For you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think uh, coming at Batman, uh, especially in, in my younger years, I would have said that, you know, I like, I like the fact that he's this, this human who, like, stands up with these godlike figures and fights alongside them. And you see, uh, you know, he, he, he has the smarts and the, and the brilliance to, you know, be able to stand up with them but and everybody talks about him being this human standing amongst gods but i feel like what morrison's batman gives you is the actual like humanity of him Mm -hmm. you see him with the emotions he's 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 like in so much pain and you you actually feel that you know the scene with him screaming at the in the cave at the end just you like you feel the emotion and i feel like that is what i got out of this run um at least this time around was you know, the emotional Batman um, yeah. and that, and and that's the difference between a Morrison story and, you know, whatever else is going on. It, it, there's a lot of action going on and exciting things, but with Morrison, there's plenty of action. Don't get me wrong, but it also <laughs> has that, that human element that it draws back to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how I'm going to answer that question in a, several minutes when I am the one forced to answer it, but, um, but yeah, yeah, for sure. The, the human element of it. Um, gosh, well, Chris thank you for being here thank you for listening to this podcast thanks for like making time in your life beyond yeah. like having a family to like <laughs> come and hang out with us for 10 minutes like that is Just a a huge thing, like just a huge well of gratitude from all four of us, seriously. No, I mean,
8: thank you guys for, uh, you know, I I, I, I mean, I don't want to get too much into it, but, uh, you know, it's not been an easy quarantine for myself, and uh, things have been uh, a little rough, and you guys have been like a bright spot in that. It's been really great to have you guys uh, week after week to, um, I don't know, just hang out with, basically.
2: I don't That's, do well with feelings. Will you guys thank him for me? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah.
8: <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that you say that. Um I, I I sent you guys an email one time and Jeff responded with this like super like forward and emotional response saying, you know, we really appreciated what you said. And I just like ghosted you guys for like three weeks afterwards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I
0: I listen, don't ever worry about any interaction we've ever had. You never should ever have any guilt. I'm someone who's days late to every response and everything, but i mean yeah the, the writing emails leaving voicemails like that that is yeah you didn't ever ever let anybody down you just added mm-hmm. to this thing so seriously uh, a thank you great. and
8: yeah no i I'm, i appreciate every like you know bit that you've allowed me to contribute and uh i, I really appreciate you guys um you know putting the work in there to uh, you know it's it's the kind of thing that yeah i could have just sat down and, and read morrison's run by myself but i certainly wasn't going to and i i sure wouldn't have had this much fun or insight. Uh, well, I hope you'll insight. stick
2: around for six weeks of Sea Guy. <laughs> yeah, I've never read Sea Guy. None I, of us I have. Would. Maybe. Read it. Maybe Janko
0: has. Maybe has but, <laughs> yeah. Read um, it. Oh, Roman. <laughs> we're <laughs> <a mess>. Roman. <laughs> Well, Chris, thank you so much. I can't wait to put this episode up and let all of you all listen to the little bits that, you know, everyone, the thoughts that you've all had. And um, yeah, just... I can't, I can't thank you enough, truly. So yeah. seriously, thanks for doing this. I hope you're on board for whatever we do next. We don't even know what it's going to be, but um, yeah, your, your contribution made the whole thing actually finished. So thank you. Yeah.
8: I'm, I'm down for whatever you guys go into, whether it's battle for the cow or uh,
0: <laughs> that'll be in this feed at some
2: point every chuck. third issue of the invisibles no we'll do that chuck we'll dixon's do all that. batman oh yeah. chris you and justin are
8: just
6: gonna <laughs> oh, hang God. out drink coffee and talk about <laughs>
2: chucks
1: dixon that's no. my guy um chris I, I, do you have any
0: other questions for these non domineering conversation devouring people like uh you know the, the the nice people that don't command the, the, the driving seat
8: no i mean uh yeah I, I i just you know same same goes to all of you guys i, I appreciate everything you've uh, put out there and uh you know, I, I I enjoy seeing all of your your beautiful faces and and You're, variety of facial hair. Very handsome yourself, I'm sure your, your
0: daughter is very very proud. So,
8: um, well, she's she's three, so yeah, uh, no, she's
0: like that's my dad, and he's doing good. Uh, uh,
8: she does she does call me Batman and calls herself Robin. So,
0: you oh, well. that's awesome. You did well. You did well. Well, Chris, yeah, thank wife, you so. My much. my wife hates it. Oh God! Listen, well, listen on behalf of Batman in quarantine, Batman, thank you for showing up. Uh tell your daughter hello for us and uh yeah we'll, we'll see you on the other side of this whole thing okay All
8: right take it easy See take, yeah. take it easy Thanks.
0: Gosh you guys this has been um way more of an ego stroke than i meant it to be I I didn't I didn't mean to just sort of bring five or six people in here to say hey this meant a lot to me because throughout this whole thing it just meant a lot to me that these folks were listening so uh everyone that was here and has hung out and guested and been on here like your kind words are probably exactly what we needed to hear but don't hear enough so um
2: white dudes love us
0: yeah i'll cut that out
2: (laughs) (laughs) nine white dudes on batman
0: (laughs) um gosh all right but so listen we just bombarded like wonderful listeners wonderful people with questions and experiences And so now I feel like looking back on it, the three of us and Justin had to dip because he had some obligations, but we need to do the same thing by answering some of these questions. So like, you know, favorite issues, favorite moments, the lasting questions that it feels like this run posed. And for me, kind kind of like Inception or Shutter Island, I think some of the best art out there doesn't answer an exact question it leaves a question open and you spend a lot of time kind of answering it or posing it yourself i think that's what this run kind of does so i'm i'm interested in all of us hearing that and then i also want to just looking back on this experience maybe moments that you're most proud of or episodes that you dug the most
2: are you saying that leonardo dicaprio is the only one who can be in good art
0: oh my god you're right shutter island and inception are both leonardo dicaprio leaving a gray door for us to walk through (laughs) I What I want to know is how many people were like, oh my God, it is a giant blood wall behind Django and didn't mention it. Because Justin for 77 out. episodes just like rimmed you about your fucking blood wall on an audio podcast that no one could see. And now some of the listeners have seen it and no one was like, damn, that is a big old blood a, wall you got oh, there. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, when I think about this series... I think of it in in three chunks clearly. And each chunk kind of has an issue or a scene that stands out to me. The first one is Batman in the dumpster. And in issue was, 1, right? No, it's it's well, the Zurin. Oh, okay. And and that yeah. time
0: he's in a dumpster. Yeah. yeah,
2: when he when he's in the dumpster and 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 losing his mind. Um and and that really stood out to me even before I really understood what was going on. The first time I read this, I had I was like, oh cool, Bruce is in a dumpster, whatever. What, what's the next issue? Um, and then the next one is Batman and Robin number one, the slaughterhouse, or the the the, the just like the the Frank quietly the 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 ship, the the Batmobile hovering yeah. and it's just like that whole scene into the police station that that stuck with me and then the last one is it, it's weird but it's the uh, it's the digital episode mm. the one the one with with the, all the board the virtual members, reality and
0: internet 2.0 and stuff
2: yeah like that that one that issue really stuck out, stuck out to me when it was being released um, and those are kind of like if i were if i were to hand you three panels from this whole run those would be the the issues that they came from like hmm. this is this is my relationship to this 77 issue run is these three totally different issues do
0: you remember that we did
2: <laughs> the hubris has
0: been a, a theme in this podcast episode but the
2: hubris and everything the hubris that we
0: fucking did one episode of resurrection of raz al ghul like all of us read like eight issues to do one episode that should have been like two weeks worth of podcasts and yet we were like no we'll read this whole fucking paperback with all these ancillary issues so that we can talk about this for one episode like what a what a fucking, like that's what your, your talk just made me think about like damn like we did that but i also i really like the analysis i Kind of like, I, I it is very much three portions. It's almost to me like two portions. The first two thirds, I think, are one very much thing, and then the the, the end, to, like the all the ink stuff,
2: you know. What, what about starting with Batman and Robin? Like, where, where does the where does the first part end and the second part start for you?
0: The, the, I think the first chunk to me ends at the end of. Batman and Robin return of Bruce Wayne. Okay. I like got all yeah. of kind of the beginning stuff through <clears throat> Dick being Batman and Damien. All of that is very one cohesive story. I feel like that kind of just because looking back on it, the conversations that we were having were very rooted in hypothesizing <laughs> and, and kind of creating our own theories. And in the final third, there was a lot less room to kind of create your own theory. It was a little Mm -hmm. bit more of a conversation based around tracking what's going on, citing references. But that first, I think Chris Murphy put it really well, I believe, which is sort of spiraling out as opposed Mm -hmm. to spiraling inward.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, And both are very good, but the widening gyre instead of the shrinking gyre. Exactly. Kevin Smith.
0: I think, I think, you know, I'm going to have to just sort of answer it off the cusp, but I said it on the podcast while we were reading it. I think that maybe my favorite Batman moment, if someone gunned to my head, had to ask me is, is the moment where Batman breaks out of the coffin at the kind of high point in Batman RIP. And he through a monologue kind of explains that Batman's greatest gift and superpower is preparation. All of that. That's kind of my favorite moment of just, reaffirming like a human being can get through anything. And that was a Bat really powering man. Yeah. But, it, but also that any man can be Batman, any woman yeah. can be Batman. All That was a really kind of reaffirming thing for me. And and that's when I think about this run as a whole, trying to think about a single moment. I, I think that that moment is it. And if I had to choose a favorite issue, you know, Django, those first three issues of Batman and Robin where quietly did the art. Mm hmm they they're just like i can almost remember remember every panel of every issue of that like i i yeah. it's they're ironed into my mind but um part of me has to say that my favorite single issue in the whole thing is that uh the indian reservation mm-hmm. issue and i don't i don't know if that's influenced by the conversation that we had and just sort of like kind of how much i felt like we were doing what I wanted to do with this podcast, with the recording of that episode, which is sort of like touch on the vulnerable parts of our own experiences and how that, that was kind of uh, glorified and amplified through this run. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's my favorite issue in a vacuum or if it's my favorite issue, kind of looking back at this podcast and just the recording experiences. Um and then definitely best cover is uh I just created that question in my mind but the best cover is this goddamn Batman in court or <laughs> Batman and Robin number seven I think when it's the sarcophagus with Batman's skeleton costume in it a best 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 cover but I think that's my favorite like kind of moment and probably issue and I'm I'm curious if anyone can kind of boil it down to issues and moments.
2: I already did. Well, yeah, 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 oh, for, yeah you sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I can't yeah. boil it down to any more than that.
0: And and like I mean, you know, single issue is an impossible task. I I, I do yeah. agree, but I think that's kind of burdened by also the the podcast
2: itself. And if and I had now, to pick one, it would be Batman and Robin number one, like that. It's that, I I that one I, is a fabulous issue.
0: It's yeah. that was my other argumentative issue. It's like I think the experience of the podcast elevates that Batman Ink issue, but I think standalone when i think about this whole run like that's the issue my brain goes to is that Mm -hmm. first issue and like the the batmobile fly in and like the the little rocket getting launched off that has the whole the words spelled throughout the i just (laughs) goddamn. So either
2: that or uh final crisis number five i think yeah you loved final Crisis. absolutely my favorite (laughs) comic book ever published
0: roman what about you in this looking back
2: in this whole
3: thing it is so hard to narrow it down yeah batman that's why i was thinking earlier in the episode this episode was batman and robin number one you know i love the introduction of the members of the circus of the strange um there were certain panels for sure like one of my favorite panels it's still the end of the whichever issue it was where we see bruce uh dressed in the the batman of zur R costume mm. and i was like no way they're doing that Shit, um muscles yeah but god there's so many, i mean i love the story arc with the black glove i love the whole thing on the island and the club of heroes and, and the Angela Christie type mystery and yeah I, I, oh that's still one of my favorite parts
0: looking back on this podcast like that arc was kind of the moment where i was like we can do this It just like it that was like I think all of us had our hand on the ball at some point in that three issue arc. Like all of us were on an episode and it it just that was the moment where I was like, There is enough to mine here that this podcast Mm -hmm. is worth existing. Um, as outside of just a vanity project for me to get to talk to my best friends about Batman (laughs) and trick one of them into reading my favorite author's run.
2: (laughs) You know, one one thing that I was thinking about today is that Artistically, this is not this. This doesn't seem like um, an arc for Grant Morrison, and it doesn't seem like an arc for Frank Quietly or Tony Daniel. But it really feels like we saw a beginning, middle, and end for Chris Burnham.
10: Yeah, no, you're you're right. right. His
2: first issue, it's clear that he's he's got something to prove, and Mm -hmm. he's just knocking it out of the fucking park. And then issue by issue, we see him kind of gain confidence. And by the end, it's, it's like almost just casually spectacular. And as much as I like Frank Quietly just in general, I think that if I had to choose a favorite artist from this run, it would be Chris Burnham. Mm-hmm. Because Quietly, like as amazing as he is in this, it doesn't seem like a big deal for him to do it. Right. and and the chris burnham stuff was just like mind-blowingly out there and grounded and super cartoony but also hyper realistic at the same time.
0: No, I I think you're 100% right. I didn't think about that, but you're right. Like looking at this run, it is like it's like I'm trying to think of a band. It's like if Nirvana had released Nevermind and Not Bleach. It's like it's like an yeah. artist coming Fully formed, like it's something like the chili prove. peppers
2: started with blood sugar sex, management. yeah,
0: exactly. It's like this artist just showed up with something to prove, and like, yeah, I think that this Morrison Batman run, when we look back at it, uh, I think Chris said that, like, quietly his shadow hangs over the whole thing because of how many covers they did and everything. But um Burnham is probably did more issues than anybody, and. It was their coming out party of just like, Mm -hmm. I am a fucking incredible artist and you can set the bar however high you want and I'll meet it. Um, And I'm, I, what I want to do now is take the page I bought and cut it up into like ninths or tenths and send a (laughs) portion to everybody that was on the podcast tonight or something. (laughs)
2: Don't you dare fucking do that. That would be a bastardization (laughs) of a piece of art, but,
0: um, but I'm, I'm so happy that this podcast caused me like after recording one day caused me to go and buy a piece of art from this run and Mm -hmm. and yeah like it's that's that's really cool i wish i could have had that frame to show everybody while they were on this episode
2: but get it framed in like bat bat wing leather
0: yeah bat leather
3: (laughs) wow made from the made from barbados oh you know speaking of burnham there's i don't even know what issue it appeared in but the in the back of the graph or the trade i have after the main is all wrapped up, there's some stories and Burnham did two of them, both about yeah. the Batman of Japan and he wrote them both. And one of them, he's the artist and the writer. And yeah, it's kind of a, I mean, he had fun, I'm sure throughout the series, but those two stories are kind of just felt to be like, he was like, wow, look at what everything I just did Here's just a fun couple of stories. Totally. I'm just doing it my own thing for kicks. Um, grant said sure go ahead but it's all him and he's just having fun and it's they're they're really cool stories
2: i think it'd be awesome to do um the the burnham issue from batman and Incor- or batman incorporated and whatever happened to the cape crusader uh i feel like that came out yeah. in the middle of all this and we kind of yeah. glossed over it maybe battle for the cowl um just just some of those things that that happened and were not integral or written by grant morrison but um you know part part of this family
0: no i mean i think if you're listening you know two hours into this final episode of 78 of a podcast that went for a year um (laughs) then you're one of the only people who will be interested in like yeah don't delete this podcast feed from your podcast app like we're gonna drop stuff in randomly um when we can make time for it uh because We love it. We'll put it in the Facebook group or whatever else we're doing. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I think is kind of addendum, additional material for all of this. And we'd love to talk about it. Uh, we, I, you know, the best parts of my week are when we are not talking about work and are just talking about comics together on our (laughs) podcast. Um, and I look forward to it every week. So that's something that will not ever go away, uh, with the four of us. So, you know, battle for the Cowl, the Morrison documentary, uh, the the burnham issues sea guy sea guy is has been <laughs> django's joke tonight um and and then the other one that you said i think is really important. oh whatever happened to the cape crusader all of oh. that fixed fits really in there um so you know don't delete this there's probably four episodes of of that <clears throat> stuff that's coming down the pipe within the next six months or so so
2: and if we were to do an invisibles it would almost have to be under the umbrella maybe even in the same feed right yeah or invisibles
0: in quarantine invisibles out of quarantine seen in seen out of quarantine I don't know if it's <laughs> invisibles is a pretty strong argument I think to do Invis- oh, man. invisibles
3: during inoculation
0: yeah invisibles in <laughs> inoculation um, yeah uh, you know I think the four of us will have to sit and talk about it and not let Jeff's loud voice be the thing that demands it all but I think invisibles and doom patrol and the filth are all probably kind of in the, in the running there. And then, um, you know, Watchmen is something that uh, I just want to do as an individual. Like I want to, that's a project. I need to do that in my life. I need <laughs> Jeff, to have a scholastic yeah. look at the Watchmen.
2: If we can okay. figure out how to monetize these podcasts, we could quit our jobs and just be podcasters. I'm excited about <laughs> all those
3: ideas, but especially Invisibles and Doom Patrol. Cause I've never, I've actually never read Invisibles and I've only, I've never read all of Doom Patrol.
0: Episode 78 of Batman in Quarantine. I, you know, especially Justin, who's not here at this moment, but I cannot thank everybody enough for doing this and hanging out and, like, allowing their free time to become work in the way that this made it, um, Roman and Django.
2: It's never been work, dude. Yeah, this isn't work.
0: Oh, well, it was work for me. So yeah. Well, you edited, <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: you edited <laughs> out the part where we all got up to pee. I yeah, was yeah. thinking, man, I like doing this. This is a whole lot of fun. You know, I'm really never... glad that Jeff puts in the editing part because oh, it wouldn't okay. be nearly as fun if I had to edit things. But this say, is a whole lot of fun.
3: I was going to say I like peeing too. But yeah. What's it got to do with the podcast?
2: <laughs> hey, you should be on the Muppet Show, you know, Waldorf and Roman. <laughs> <da, da>, <laughs> Why do we keep coming here?
3: I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the editing is is that that. Yeah, great... yeah. I want I want to
3: say Jeff, thank you because I mean you're you've been our leader on this and you do all the actual work. You know. I just read comics (laughs) and spout off an opinion here and there. You're doing all the hard stuff.
0: Well, I yeah. Well, thank you. I signed all of you up for this. So um it's work I chose to do and you guys chose to support me. But Roman, what is cool is that we do a podcast every week, perfectly acceptable podcast. People should check it out. It's a lot of fun. We talk about the new week's comics, but
2: we talk about three percent of the comics Roman reads every week.
0: Yeah, because he reads a (laughs) billion of them. But Roman, I just, I always loved that when I was like, you know, when we schedule a perfectly acceptable podcast, it's like, uh, I got off work at this time. And I don't know if I read that. It's it's a little bit more, but like every time that we did a Batman in quarantine, you were just like, that's my favorite way to start a day. Thank you, Django. Thank you for never making it feel like work. Justin as well. Um, Scheduling. Scheduling became a bear at some point. But uh, yeah, I guess at this point, you know, this is uh, the. Just like it. (laughs) sound of closing the final omnibus of Morrison's Batman run we did it we're putting the bat to bed we built a brand new Batmobile and say goodbye to Doc walk (laughs) oh we didn't even mention Mm -hmm. I would have fucking loved to ask all of our guests what they thought of Doc walk Chris Murphy Chris Buket we could always do another one (laughs) um everybody every single you know Judd Eric will uh all these Dr Walker fans I, like what did you think about you know cody walker's input into this please provide us an email i can't guarantee it's going to end up in a podcast because i don't know what else is going to come out of this <laughs> except i'm going to put andrew into this so maybe if you get it up in the next couple of days i'll make sure and uh, add any emails but i really genuinely would love to hear what people felt like cody walker and his book the anatomy of zero R added to the conversation did you enjoy having someone publish a book who kind of felt like they knew what was going on. Did that help you? Did it steer you away from it? I want to know all of that stuff. That's what I would have asked everyone if I had been thinking clearly, but we're two glasses of scotch into our final celebration episode. This is the sound of us crossing the finish line. Django Roman. I love you guys. Thanks buddies.
2: Thanks for doing it, Jeff.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I love I you guys. I did too. it. I did it for, did it for me. <laughs> on behalf of Roman and Django. And Justin, and Will, and Ryan, and every single person who's been on this episode, this show uh, for previous episodes or on this single episode. I'm Jeff, and on behalf of Batman in Quarantine, we're signing out. Thank you very much, and we'll see you all on the other side of whatever it is that post pandemic life brings us.